Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Ladies and gentlemen, you have asked me on quite a few occasions, Jesus, Orsini, are the only roundtables you do strictly for WWE? There's so many other wrestling promotions out there that might need more discussion than just you and the average guest, and I heeded your words. So tonight, first time ever... We're going to have the AEW Revolution Roundtable. I've got my guests. I'm ready to go. I've got my notes. Are you ready to go? Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Minds, and now your host, AJ Orsini, with Dave. Oh, don't let the question marks fool ya. How the hell is everybody out there? These are your boys. Get so you're talking, and AJ, hope- you're muted, bro. You're muted. I was about to say. Well, you know what? The port still stands. How the hell is everybody out there? That means Doing you good. missed... That means you missed my entire intro, but don't worry, my audio was captured on the exact program, so when you download the episode, we'll all be up to speed. So how about that? How about this time around, folks? By the way, we don't get shut down by Facebook. That would be a humongous plus for us this evening if we can survive one more go-around with Facebook. I am A.G. Orsini, of course, your host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind, once again joined by my co-host, Deceive Dave, who got here at the buzzer, boy. Let me tell you, it yeah, was... Yeah, no, I don't know if my mic... There we go. Yeah, we're yes. on. <laughs> we're live, baby. <laughs> we're live. Let it all... Look, everybody's, everybody's ready. They're dressed with the right attire. I'm business dressed. Went and That's okay. Today. I'm all dressed nice. Cheap plug. There Cheap you plug. go. <laughs> well, we'll get to you and said plug in just a second. Matter of fact, no, we'll go right to you right now. I am joined by two very good friends of mine, people who have been in my uh, a big part of my career very early on. We kind of grew together in this industry in the training days and so on and i'm here by joined by two individuals who are one of my favorite tag teams of all time they're no longer a tag team but once upon a time they were one of my favorites and one of my personal favorite ring announcing wrestlers of all time i never had a better time ring announcing a tag team than when i did with them yes or Santana and Ortiz, if you're listening to me, they were my favorite tag team to announce live in the ring. And we'll get to you fuckers in a second. But I am joined by Xander Litt and Nathaniel Carr. I don't even know if I could use a team name, but I'm going to do it anyway. The NPCs, the nerdy, the nerdy people of color. Right there. They're in the house. Non-player ca- non-playable characters. Non-playable characters. They're in the red. They're in the unlockable, so you have to unlock them throughout the course <laughs> no, of the no, game. No. NPC was the N-word for us. We took it back. Oh, there you go. We took it back. We took it back. Uh, it's good to see Nathaniel. Uh, a second ago, he was an unlockable character. He was... <laughs> 
He was uh, the smoke the to our Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yeah, the noob Saibot, yeah. He turned on his camera initially, and all I saw was me on his shirt right there. I didn't see the rest of it. But I'm glad to see you here. Uh, how you feeling, big man? How you feeling, Nick? I'm doing good. Got a light bulb. Uh, Got a light bulb. All right. Working. We're in the fucking uh, house. Don't worry about it, man. You look fantastic. You sound fantastic. I'm glad that you're here. Xander, buddy, uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you're apparently talking to me from uh, Cape Canaveral where you got all the all the fixings down there. You got the high-end mic and what was that tower? You just show can you show that tower again? He's got yeah, the custom can... he's got the custom computer here. Check that custom out. Custom built computer. It, Beautiful. Inside the tower, being fueled is the All Might. He is his his tower is being fueled by the man himself, Browls and all. Right there. Xander Lit, how are you doing, buddy? Always good. Always good, man. Always good. So I, I threw some ideas at you, Dave, a little while ago about the opportunity of doing a non-WWE roundtable. And the reason why I'm stressing this as a non-WWE roundtable, I did not understand what that undertaking was going to be. For as much shit as people give WWE, I cannot I cannot have stop people from trying to get onto the WWE roundtables. As soon as I started asking around about AEW, all I, got, I don't, I don't watch it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was running into a lot of roadblocks, but I got two professionals here with me, and Dave's a professional too. He knows what's going on. He's he's done the research, I'm sure, because I sent it to them. So they didn't do their fucking research. <laughs> Uh, we are a professional podcast here. They got rundown sheets and they got videos to do their research with. So if you've got nothing, I'm gonna play you live on the fucking air right now. So we're not gonna go. Not notebook. There you go. See, and it, as we go through this, write some more notes down, Nathaniel. Carr. I'm gonna teach you the ways, my son. I'm gonna teach you how to live here. Uh, we're gonna do a lot of AEW stuff here today. Actually, predominantly AEW stuff, but. Uh, Deceive Dave, my brother over here, thought it would be very entertaining for the first time for a roundtable to continue our momentum with a look back at history. Now, I did not get the chance to put your music together tonight, my friend, because I was having Ruined some. It. Nah, I, I, I was having. About being prepared. I was the, I was having one job. the technical difficulties over here. You're lucky we're on the air. I was literally an hour away from canceling. <laughs> no, I'm not. Even, I was an hour away from canceling because they're doing some work in my building. Not only do I not have hot water currently, not only is my gas off, but I couldn't get the Internet going. So I'm living in a third world country right now, and it's got me pissed <laughs> off. But we're on the air. That's why I say I hope we stay on the air, because I don't know what the fuck. We're crossing our fingers for this show. So I don't I don't have my – let me share that out. I don't have my uh, – Go live. Do it live. Yeah, I don't have my usual uh, audio <laughs> set up for you, but talk, us, talk to us a little bit about your – how did you feel about how the Black History Month, because you shared it to me off air, but let the audience know. How, how, how did you feel about the Black History Month thing, and how does that transition now? Because we're about to do National Women's Month. Ah, there you go. We're going to celebrate some womans. Um, I thought it would be a, a, a good idea to continue this. The Black History Month thing, it was something we mentioned 
but I didn't really, I don't know. It just kind of, I remembered at the last minute and we definitely scrambled in the beginning to make sure that we added it in. But once we started doing it, it was, uh, it was fun. It was very educational on my part. Cause I don't know all the history and everything like that, mm-hmm. but it was fun to talk about it. And I was listening to it again. Cause I put together some clips. They're all done. I just got to figure out how to send them to you. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> no, we'll work all that out. I got yeah. all that done. That's all done. It looks nice. But at, listening back to it too, I'm like, man, that, I learned a lot doing it. And then I didn't even realize, I don't know where I heard it. I think it was on like the radio or something completely for, random. For women's month? Like, oh, it's, it's women's month. I'm like, there you go. So <laughs> we'll continue this gimmick. Nice transition. With, uh, with some women. So we can go over some, we'll do four women wrestlers. And then um, if you guys have anybody that you've worked with, working with currently, or even somebody, you know, that's not that much well-known that you want to give a shout out and feel free uh, when we, after we go over these four women here. But you want to start that or you, you got anything well, else? Well, hold on one second because I wanted yeah. to get uh, something from Nathaniel here. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you ladies out there are aware, but Nathaniel is quite the liker. He loves him some women's here. He, oh, okay. he's Nathaniel has been raised by some of the best women I've ever met. I know you've got a nice relationship with your mom. You've got sisters. What what has the how important uh, a role has women played in your life, Mr. Carr? Um, everybody knows the infamous Mama Carr from Mama, back in the day. That's what um, I'm talking about. That's right. Uh, raised all of us right. My mom is currently not engaged to Bull Dread. Cut it out, Xander. Oh, uh, wait. Is it right. a, he brought it up first. Last <laughs> I checked, Azrael was talking to her. There you go. Oh, Jesus. Uh, might be on to something. Mom, there might be some money down that road. Don't don't squash that right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, I don't, don't let that I'm, one I'm going to be okay with that. <laughs> endeavors. But um, I have sister who helped me raise me. My aunts who helped raise me. Um, got me into wrestling. My aunt is, has an infamous joke about how she met Rick Flair in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yeah, right. And she made him woo. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, women play an important part. Help make the man I am today. There you go. Good, bad, or indifference. Good, good, bad, or indifferent. That's a good way to look at it. That's a, definitely now, a good way. Now, now, Xander, you and I have a connection with women. You and I are the only one of the four. Eskimo the only, brothers? Are the only, well, no, we're not that close. <laughs> Not that close. Not that close. Yes, but we're the only <laughs> oh, okay. two people in here to procreate with said females. Uh, we have we have the childrens. So what? A, can you uh, in a in a shorter version? Uh, what is your relationship? How how important a role has women played in your life aside from uh, catching your seed? <laughs> uh, very important. Uh, raised by a single mother, my father passed away when I was very young, so I was raised by just my mother. Um, and in my house, I have my wife and my mother-in-law. So that's been an adventure. Oh, so, it's like everybody uh, loves whether, Raymond. Right. Whether <laughs> or not, women have been very influential in my life. <laughs> wow. I just love the fact that everyone's leaving that safety net just in case. It's just like, <laughs> I love them. <laughs> yeah. Can't so here, you never know who's watching. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I would ask Dave, but I've, I think I know how that's gone for you. So yeah. here, <laughs> so I'm going to do, I'm going to take Dave's advice. We're going to do it live. Here we go. Hold on one second. And now another edition to National Women's Month presented by Deceive Dave. And now your host, Deceive Dave. <laughs> there you go. Fuck it. We'll go live. We'll do it live. Oh. 
We're going to do the same format because I think it worked out pretty well. Because yes. honestly, talking about four people takes up a lot of time. Well, here's the thing. Here's the Especially thing. You get passionate there's, about it. Yeah, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people, unfortunately, who only really watch my lives and don't really pick up too many of the downloads for the actual show. So can you explain what we did? We So what we ended up doing, and honestly, it just happened that way. The only reason why I fell on four was because I was just running out of time. I didn't have much time. So... We ended up picking four wrestlers, four uh, African-American wrestlers, starting from a little bit like further back and kind of working our way a little bit more current. Um, it, it just kind of ended up working out that way, which was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, we just discussed them moments, kind of like big them up. Um, I kind of like a little bit what we did towards the end where we obviously paid our respects towards them, but then we got into like a little bit of an actual wrestling conversation just very specific on them so we'll see what happens with this yeah, uh we'll but yeah we basically goes. just pick four we go over it and just kind of share our memories and you know pay our respects and you know appreciation any particular order you'd like to go in as far as where to start right so we'll start with um uh, we'll start with uh and i'm if i butcher any of these names you know to correct me uh mildred burke there you go nailed it remember we're here to honor the women so don't so what, don't what fucking do butcher their fucking name of, of mildred burke now this stuff is going to be almost purely educational for me <laughs> because uh what we came up with here i well aside from one but i don't i know of her i don't really know her history like that so as we go through I'll try to pick and choose where I can sneak in here, but guys, please discuss. Talk, talk. Well, here's Mildred right here, folks, for you guys out there. A little shot. She's strong. Uh, she's strong right there. She <laughs> would beat the shit out of women right now. Well, so, I mean, it wasn't just women in her day. She Yes. Lots of intergender wrestling when it comes to Mildred Burke. Oh, wow, really? Even back yes. then? Yeah. Back then. Like Absolutely. that seems a lot more impressive to me because of the time she wrestled in. Yeah, well, that's part of the reason why it was predominantly men. There weren't too many women getting the opportunity to be physical in that manner. Right. That's also why I chose to pitch her to you in the first place. Because if you if we're going to talk about women's role and and their box office and their value in the industry, you start with Mildred because Mildred was one of the biggest box office draws in the history of the business, not just. Uh, as a female, but just in general, she was an attraction. She was a, a, a great talent for that time. I um, uh, I mean, it's hard to mention her without mentioning June, which is the, the usual opponent she had back in that day. Uh, but we'll probably get to June somewhere down the line here. But you got to start with the star. You got to start with the, with the OG. You got to start with Mildred Burke, definitely one of the more uh, valuable members of the women's evolution. Anybody, feel free to chime yeah, in. Yeah, I was about to say. Anybody, got, <laughs> anybody got anything? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at her her breakdown right now as we go over because, like I said, I don't really, I'm not going to know her that much. She doesn't really seem to have that much about her. So what exactly? Like, what was? Well, her, you figure uh, you figure the big 30s, impact. 30s, 40s, 50s NWA. Mm -hmm. So I mean, there's not going to be a whole lot of documentation as to what was going true, on in 1947. True, true. You're right. You're right. Um. But yeah, I mean, trail like saying trailblazer would almost be an understatement because it wasn't just blazing the trail for women. She was building everything for wrestling. Everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a right. lot. It's a lot like we talked about, uh, Dave, when we did the African American history. How a lot mm -hmm. of the earlier talents that we talked about, they didn't have a whole lot of documentation because how many of these bookers and promoters were legitimately keeping track? You know, right. uh, during that time period, you know, they didn't see it as important. And I think a lot of that was here. A lot of the stuff that you do find about Mildred Burke are, are either record setting or it just happened to be caught because of who she was working with at the time. For what we know of, she's one of the more successful figures. Uh, imagine if we would have been keeping the stats like we keep now. Who knows how successful it actually would have uh, came across. Nathaniel, anything on Mildred Burke? I actually find the most thing interesting about her is the fact that she changed her name. Like we change our names. We, we have different gimmick names, but her name sounds like a beautiful female wrestling name. It was yeah. Mildred Bliss, uh, but she chose to make it work to be taken more seriously. That uh, was, I, I find that more interesting fact about her. That's true. Well, that makes sense though. The name Bliss will never then. get over. We know that. Exactly. Right. That, that, that will never work. <laughs> in any capacity in the rest like of it was too cutesy back then <laughs> when you think about all the names now right yeah, it's almost like she barely's five foot tall with colorful out anyway the name wouldn't work we all know that <laughs> look at that look at that build though my god yeah uh, you can't lily in the comments she works out yes she does i don't i don't think you could really have the name bliss if you could body slam your male competition yeah <laughs> Yeah, just the name Look, Burke. You can wrestle, but you're not Burke. slamming me with the name Bliss. That's yeah. not happening. You're yeah, that you, yeah, but that Burke. Yeah, right? that's good. That's a strong. Show up to the show. You look name. at the card. It's like Bliss up. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you put on my record, I want you to put Burke defeated me. Not yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey Joe, how did last weekend guy lost a Bliss? Oh so Jesus. Is there any? Is there any? Is there any association with WWE? Uh, none. Uh, uh, the, the time because period. the reason why I asked is because it shows that she was inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2016. Is yeah, so right? no, it was more of um, I think it was more of kind of like the celebrity wing because she didn't actually directly yeah. do right. anything with the WWE. So it was one of those like we've got this in honor of what she did for those who came after her. Yeah, right? there's a few of them. Just, that speaks a lot to her because there are people that were in the WWE who we would be like, oh, are, they should be in there that that isn't. You That's part I mean? of the yeah. reason why a lot of people argue about the validity of the Hall of Fame because now she was an important figure to the business but not really right. to WWE directly. It's right. it's a lot like uh, when Vern Gagne got in. Uh, he, never, yeah. he never spent a day in the WWE, but he's a, he's a Hall of Famer. At, right, at the know? same time, though, it's Vern Gagne. Right, exactly. And this is Mildred Burke. That's, that's, why, right. that's why I make the right. comparison. It's a lot like that. Where So you think it's more of the casual? It's a tip of the cap. It's a, here's, thank you for yeah. what you did I to mean, the that, I mean, like the people that find it upsetting usually is like more of the less serious or, or well, no, less I, when I When I say upset, I don't. I, I don't mean in the sense of like they. I don't think a lot of people disagree with. But you said validity, it. so that means like people question validity in the sense that it, it, it begs the sense. This is where the whole favoritism thing really started, when right. when figures like this started getting in, right? Like right, right. when 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 people and it was late. It's only 2016. <laughs> that's not yeah, that well, that's, long ago. Yeah, right. She passed but, away in 2000. She passed in 89, right? Yeah, exactly. She yeah. passed in 89. She passed in 89. <laughs> uh, so, but that, I mean, again, uh, like. Is is the WWE Hall of Fame a legit Hall of Fame or is it just a marketing tool? Situations like this will prove that it's mostly a marketing tool. It's something to get people interested throughout the course of WrestleMania week, and that's really right. all that it is. So, right, moving well, on. Moving on here, we have a name that is uh, 
very well known. This is the one that rings bells to me a little bit, although I do not know the history. Uh, we've definitely all seen her around for sure. Uh, May Young. Oh, yeah. May Young. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Little Miss May Woo! Young. Cover your screen, boys. Yeah, Don't yeah. Let Women, one of, I'm gonna tell one you of the greatest yeah, table bumps in the history of professional <laughs> ever, May Young, ever. <laughs> oh man! When I was putting this list together with Dave, I showed the list to to my wife, and she was like, "Oh yeah, you gotta have it." She was confused oh, for a second. She thought that we were gonna do Mula. We're not. Hey, 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 that's the name. That that's the one we can't talk about. That's the right? one we can't talk about. But that's here's the one we can't talk about. I told I told Steph as she because my wife goes, is she was she just as good as Mula? I said I don't know if she was just as good as Mula. That's debatable. But May Young can stretch half of the roster right now, and she's yeah. dead. <laughs> okay, May Young is one of the toughest some bitches to ever get inside yes. that ring. One of, one of the, the greatest stories is for that table bump. Oh, where yeah. Bubba was like, we can put down padding, we can do this, we can do that, we can protect you. And she slapped Bubba in the face and said, MF, or you put me through that goddamn table. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I like, want my Bubba table. Do? What like, Bubba I like do? my sex. Raw. You put me right through that table. <laughs> Straight up table bump. Absolutely. She was the one who wanted to wrestle till she was a hundred, and she almost fucking did it. Yeah. Almost did it. Almost. <laughs> yeah. Almost did it. This so is Stephen James in the comments right now. Who would have thought a wrestling Hall of Fame would be a work? Go figure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I hate to be the one to break the the rip the seal off for some of you out there, but yeah, I guess. To be fair, I've never seen a Hall of Fame that wasn't a work. Ah, see. Yeah. I, I, and I'm prepared to have that conversation on another day because yeah, I mean, baseball, yeah. football, I mean, we could really go down the list. Um, there's actually been some discussion about doing an Orsini's Uncensored Mind uh, split-off show related to sports, but that's a conversation also for another day. Mm. No, don't want to give anything away on that. <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, uh, Dave, what do you remember about May Young? You got some familiarity with May Young. Do I? Yeah, yeah. the Attitude Era oh, stuff, yeah, at I least. I, dude, I think <clears throat> I think you give my, my memory too much credit on the Attitude Era. <laughs> like, I re I'll remember, obviously, the big stuff. But right. I, I know she's very important, but that type of stuff just went right over my head. Like, okay, I always get them confused. She's the one that did the whole Mark Henry thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which yes, I was I nervous about. I wasn't sure if we should address the hand. No, dude, that was a great <laughs> moment. But th that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the that's what I remember. Right. Right. Because of how dramatic it was and like yeah. how funny it was and comedic it was. But as far as like her legacy, I I'm completely unaware of it. I just know her of that moment. That's it. Yeah. She is one of the toughest dames in the history of the. Uh, but it oh, does yeah. say here she was inducted in in 2008. I always like to make mention to that because sometimes yeah. she was there for her induction. By the way. <laughs> going back to some of the the guys we did on Black History Month, I was actually quite surprised of like certain people who weren't in the Hall of Fame. So that's why I always like to make mention to that uh, to that as well. Anybody got anything else on the? Great I mean, we Mae could be Young? here all day for May Young, but yeah, yeah May Young, yeah. tip of the cap. Her, her legacy will always be remembered. I mean, even one of one of my favorite things, and Nathaniel Carr can. Uh, attest to how much I touted about it, but the May Young Classic tournament that they that they were doing for NXT. Absolutely. Right. Um I I was in California right after the May Young Classic, I believe. 
uh, doing the New Japan camp, and uh, the guys I was there with, we were watching the May Young Classic every single night, more than we were watching any other wrestling during that week. Now, I love the May Young Classic. Actually, we're going to be talking about some of the competitors uh, that uh, were in that May Young Classic on the next roundtable when we get to WrestleMania, because one of those competitors is Main Event, baby. So there's going to be I mean, a lot of discussion. There's a about couple. That. There's a couple of competitors that we'll be talking about today. Cause oh the, yeah, actually. Because the big leagues let them go. <laughs> oh God, Nathaniel. Anything about May Young that you remember that really stands out to For you? Me, May Young. I don't know. I'm same way with Dave. Like I remember the Attitude Era, and I was like, Yo, who's these old women on, on Raw? <laughs> Taking all these hilarious. Who are these old baddies on here? <laughs> yeah, Take and then like they pick the they do all this crazy. I'm like, Yo, what the? And then I looked them up. You know, when I got internet, thank you AOL. Um, and shout oh, out, shout out, to AOL. Shit. Yeah, I just made a next level of respect. Shout out to crazy. the Yellow Pages for giving me all those free discs <laughs> while we had it. Yeah, I was about to say. I got my mailing address. So I can get that new upgrade when it come out. <laughs> I remember an eighty-year-old May Young getting the treatment from Eric Bischoff. The uh, did I just say three minutes? Oh yeah, she caught she caught that splash, kid, from yeah. the top. Oh yeah, I remember how fucking crafty she used to be. She used to fuck women up all the yeah, time. Yeah, she did. She was was she or was she not kind of Moolah's enforcer over the years? Uh, especially toward the end, uh, not 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 specifically the Attitude Era, but even before that, like like the latter end of when Moolah kind of cooled out from all that other crap. Uh, <laughs> May Young will, for some reason, for the newer fans, will always be tied to Moolah in some way, yeah, shape, Moolah, or form. Moolah and it's had unfortunate. A face turn and for some reason picked up a heater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, "God damn, I'm gonna need." Well, you know, if you're gonna be that kind of person. And get that kind of heat in real life, you're gonna need a tough some bitch by your side to watch oh, yeah. your ass. And there was none better than than the the little Miss May Young. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. On to the right. Next one. Well, we got next someone who I, looking at the image, I I like vaguely remember seeing that picture somewhere. Oh man. <laughs> oh. But I don't know this person at all, so I'm oh, very intrigued. Yeah. Oh, Xander set the How stage. Xander set the stage. Are you kidding me? I don't. I don't. I have no. This is remembers. 80s, bro. He was he was born in 88. He, was, he doesn't. I was born in 88. Oh, my oh, God. Goodness. <laughs> I know. I was born That's in 88. His fault. Born around Get mad at him. It's his fault. <laughs> I didn't play like, too much Sherry in the house. Voice. I guess. All <laughs> uh, oh, the voice. Yeah. Oh, God. Her amazing, yeah, I, I mean, even like her amazing promos with Macho Man, where yeah. they're just going batshit for no reason. Absolutely. But you've got the interviewer trying their best heavy to pull everything together. Person? You're talking, what happened? Say again, Dave. I said, is she like predominantly a WCW person? No. She was all over. Oh. No, she oh, okay, was in the WWE Boy song. Yeah, that is also true. She oh, the original sexy boy. sexy boy song. Right, yep. right. He's um, so cute. DDD. He does. He's sexy. I, I wouldn't have but, So oh, she, managed, she managed uh, Macho Man through mm-hmm. the heel run. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then she did go to WCW and she Harlem managed Heat. the Harlem Heat. Yeah. Yep. That, well, was that uh, with the with the chains around the neck? <laughs> yeah, when she was Sister Sherry. Yeah, Sister Sherry was yeah. dragging yeah. two Negroes by chains to the, to the ring. No one thought that was Listen, wrong. listen, the 90s <laughs> At were At the time, no one worried about it. Yeah. That's absolutely Colonel Rob Parker, right? With me, the plantation, uh, the manager of the of the situation. 
Yes, but Sher- yeah, Sherry, I uh, I instantly thought of Sherry for this in the first because uh, as big a box office as Mildred Burke was, as tough a bitch as Mae Young was, uh, she broke another barrier. She was one of the first ones they allowed to fucking speak on a regular basis. Her yes. ability to cut promos and to get mm-hmm. interest on a performer was uncanny. I wish we had women in the WWE that could do that now, the way that yeah. she like did it, it back for, then. For me, the prom like, I mean, this is kind of before my time for watching, but like when I go back and watch, uh, for me, females, oh, women with promos were Sherry and woman. Yes. Like a lot of people don't yes. give woman a lot of credit. Nancy did have quite the, uh, you know, legendary tongue which might have yes. got her in trouble with more than one occasion but that's a story for <laughs> with a, more than one person yes with more than one person <laughs> several times but that's another podcast for another day that's a so, few uh, podcast that's a so few. If i remember correctly because we discussed this i believe last podcast she would be technically considered an actual manager because she spoke yes i what actually was the other one you said before what valet valet there's a valet, difference valet. between the valet, valet and the manager and i always right. my uh, I don't know if there was a, if there's an official classification for that. That's just the way that I always saw it. Right. There, and should, I, there should be a classification. Yeah, I for think that. it should be. I think there should be a difference because I think to put someone like Sherry or any woman that has the ability to speak, to cut a promo, to have a presence outside of the fact that she has tits, just an actual character, an actual aura about them, an actual money value to them other than just being the arm piece i don't think right. they should be lumped in the same breath no as it, someone it like would that. be she's got far more talent than that and right she's got it would be kind of like saying like in the since we're talking about sherry but the case of macho man sherry yeah. versus elizabeth yep that was the sherry only time was manager is that the elizabeth only time elizabeth was, was physical in wwe that one I'm sorry? that wasn't that the the one time elizabeth was physical uh, that comeuppance when yeah. Sherry was really given macho, yes. macho man. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But absolutely. other than that, she was a valet. I mean, yeah, she was. Elizabeth was crucial. I mean, who like? It's oh, like whenever you think macho, you think Elizabeth more than you think Sherry, especially yeah. like the casual fans would. Oh, you and but I like, are going to disagree very heavy on Elizabeth. I can see that now. Well, no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm saying, I'm saying, like, I get Elizabeth what you, yeah, I get great. what you mean. Yeah, she was a valet, where Sherry was great. She was a manager. They were both great in their roles, but they were very different roles. Yeah, Stephen James in the comments brought up a very good point. She was great in AWA. She was actually an AWA World's Women's Champion. Uh, she was a champion over in AWA. So uh, yeah, she had a great run all around. They even brought her back for the Kurt Angle thing. You guys remember the Kurt Angle oh, thing? Oh, yeah, and, uh, the sexy Kurt. Yeah. Yes. He's just a sexy oh. Kurt. Sexy oh, that's who that is. I, mean, it, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. He'll make your ankle tat snap. Ankle snap. Oh, that was so crazy. Sexy Kurt. <laughs> Down to our last oh, one here, Dave. Our last one, someone, I, I, I'm a... I don't know. I'm just going to Hey, say, Xander, take a look at the screen on this one. May, may, may not, may not be Toyota. Did I say that correctly? Manami. Manami. Yeah, Manami, Manami Toyota. Toyota. So yes. tell me about her. Tell me about her. Uh, Learn me something good. Xander, what do, you, what do you got on Manami Toyota? Are you familiar with the, this particular? I, I am. Um, okay. Definitely saw a lot of her work, like looking back on older Japanese wrestling. She was amazing. Uh, another woman in her not class, but like uh, in the same light would be 
um aja kong around yes. the same time uh some of the same times um and then of course uh who just got signed in nxt uk um oh my god oh no, uh, i just had uh, her name uh, in my uh, head um uh, miro Sak- uh, Saka- hey. yeah yes. um Mako Satamora. There we go. Wow. There you Sorry. Go. Had a blank on that one. But like just uh not just a woman's wrestler, but like the beginning, like one of the founders of the Joshi style uh that is very prominent in Japan and that we've been seeing a bit more of because of AEW and even as far as the May Young Classic, because Satamora has was in that. Yeah. Um very like a precursor to the strong style uh, where to them uh, it's a shoot brother. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shoot brother. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she's when you talk about like when hardcore fans talk about greatest female wrestlers, she's going to be on that list. Mm -hmm. Whereas the casual fans are going to obviously Trish, Lita, things like that. Toyota is going to be on that list for like the diehard fans, the fans who see beyond the scope of what's on television in America. Nathaniel, do you have any familiarity with Toyota? In all honesty, uh, I thought you were about the car. Uh, <laughs> so... And even then, there's I'm a very the... distinct lack of familiarity. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were talking about something saying. else, but I don't know about that one either. So, so. <laughs> I was like, this is all Xander. This is Xander's lane. Xander's lane I, right uh, I pitched this to David um, because I didn't want to start off talking about women's wrestling and not mention the contributions of the Joshis and how important that is not just to women's wrestling, but to wrestling in general internationally. Uh, how influential their style has been, and she won't be the first Joshi that we talk about. I mean, she won't be the only Joshi that we talk about. But I did, I did want to do her first because if you're going to talk about Joshis and you're going to talk about the influence that they had on women's wrestling, you got to talk about the Joshi first, and she's the Joshi. Uh, you threw another name out there, uh, Aja Khan, who got a lot of international experience during that time. We, we got to see her a lot in the states and the U.S. Uh, a name that we'll be throwing around uh, in the upcoming episodes, Medusa, getting yeah. around and, and having those battles on the USA Network and, and, and breaking me into women's wrestling because that was my first taste of it uh, with those matches, and, and I was scared for their lives. Uh, I, 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 I'll admit it. I mean, watching those matches back at the Manhattan Center and watching a back fist in a top rope powerbomb, and I'm like, what in the fuck? Because it's followed by Doink the Clown and right. – like Waylon Mercy, and I'm like, what are these two doing in the ring right now? They're murdering each other, and then here comes random or the Max Moon's coming out next. I'm like, this isn't, this is not computing. This is not the same hey, thing. Max Moon is why I got into wrestling. Max Moon is fantastic, but I'm talking Max. for for style purposes. This was a yeah. weird transition from one thing to the other. I'm watching all these cartoons. It'd be like if you're watching a cartoon and right in the middle of it, like a Clint Eastwood clip comes up and it just blows some guy's head off. And then it goes back to the cartoon. You're like, okay, the cartoon's <laughs> great, but what the fuck just happened a second ago with that guy? He got his head blown off. That style, and you hit it on the head, strong style, that wasn't just a male thing. That was an all-around style for everybody on that side of the pond, and, and I wish more people knew it and understood it because there's people waking up to it now with, with all of these uh, Asian women coming now to the States with uh, with Asuka and Kyrie and Io and 
those are the top names. But then you just mentioned the second ago, Miko uh, Satomura coming from uh, Japan, who I was the most impressed uh, going back to the Mae Young Classic when she had that run. My wife and I, that's, that was the first time we had gotten to see a full match. I knew of her. I hadn't really seen too much of her stuff, and, and I was impressed with that. I remember watching it thinking to myself, man, if she can get in the ring with real wrestlers, I can't wait to see what she can do with that. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, because she's facing indie rookies here. I imagine she's in there with another wrestler that knows what the fuck she's doing. I'm like, oh, this is Yeah, but, I mean, they, they set a standard with her, and I've got to bring her up being from Connecticut, but Mercedes Martinez in the May Young Club. Yes, that is very true. I was surprised – that was such an early round matchup too, because I was like, yeah, yeah. But we had—I I mean, you had to show what Mako could do, and yeah. you had to do it quickly. Got to do it with the vet. And like <laughs> with me, with Mako, she kind of fell off for me for a long time where I didn't see her. But I do remember seeing. So her first match was on Monday Nitro. Okay. Uh, it was her and another Japanese woman, and I—I I feel bad. I can't remember the other woman's name, but it was Sadamura's first professional match it was in a wcw ring and no one knew what was going on and then you flash forward 20 some odd years and there is a lot of respect to put on her name Uh, here in the comments saul bringing up bull nakano which is another big name yes that we should definitely talk about at some point uh during the course of uh women's national month uh i don't i'm not in a rush to 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 name all of them we, like we did for the African American history that mm-hmm. last episode we just bombed like an hour and change on just African American history. We did. So we, Ironically enough, when I went over the clips, three of the episodes were right around the twenty-five minute mark. It was almost identical, right. and then the last one was about a about an hour about or an hour so. change. Okay, so we got plenty of time honorable to mentions over. plus yeah. getting in depth. So bull bull Nakano, yeah, bull Nakano is definitely going to be brought up. I was going to bring them up too, but I'm glad Saul brought them up in the comments. The Jumping Bomb Angels, yeah, uh, former WWF Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, who were more popular, who who was getting more popular than Hogan, so they had to shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, brother, can't have the sisters being more popular. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, you guys can come off the top rope less uh, coming down in the future. So we're definitely going to mention all of those young ladies there. Uh, that is our first entry. That's cool so far, man. Like, I, yeah, I really like the one of my favorite parts about it is when the usually the first time when we go so far back, it really uh, stands out to me, like how. You wouldn't, it's just not the limelight. It's not something that's put in your face all the time. Yeah. And you don't really know like how uh, many people have been like uh, a part of the scene or making impact so early. Like to say that, um, I already forget her name. Uh, uh, Burke was wrestling men back there. Like that blows my mind. Like I know we kind of like say it lightly, but that's just insane. Especially for that time. We skipped it. We skipped it, but so did Mae Young and so did Sensational Sherry. Um, and so did Toyota. And, See, uh, they, were, they were all early enough in the, in the system to where they had those Because when I saw China in the ring at my age, when I saw China in the ring with men, I thought that was like the craziest thing in the world to see someone of that stature and like face-to-face with men and like trying to hold her own against these male athletes. So for them to be doing, and that was like unheard of for me at that age. So for them to be doing this this early in the game, 
that's really impressive. So that's what I really like this. We're lear- Un- we learn a lot about it. Unfortunately, it's so funny that you brought up China because China is always the one that comes up too. It's the most recent memory for people when they think of of, of women going against men. China right. China had an unfair advantage, but she was also at a at a very big disadvantage. Those women survived because survived competing against men because even though they were smaller in stature, they were able to work. There were ways to protect themselves that they were able to do that and survive. China had a body where she could take the bumps and the bruises. It wouldn't matter. She couldn't work. So while she could survive the matches and she can do, she could be an attraction, she could do the Royal Rumble, she could do triple threat matches, she could do where she's in a tag and she takes, she gives off the big bumps, but then she comes back out. For, there's ways to, there were ways to use China that fit what she was doing. If you had China in there one-on-one for 20 minutes, okay. If that's what you want to do with your money, that's fine. <laughs> but as as time progressed on, like that was the one disadvantage she had. They never really they let her be an attraction and never really took the time to teach her what she needed to know. By the time she had learned that, it, her career was already where it was. But Toyota and Young and uh, and Burke, they were all strong. They got the shit kicked out of them a lot. By a lot of guys, including I think Burke was had to sh- was trained and had the shit kicked out of her by her own husband. They were like, "All right, if you're gonna do it, then come <laughs> on, we're gonna do it." And I beat the, just like my wife when she wanted to get into the ring a few times. I was like, "Great!" And then I beat the shit out of her. Then I had my friends beat the shit out of her, and then she got better. <laughs> and that's how go. that happens. Uh, so yeah, so that is our contributions for week one here for the National Women's Month. Uh, with the pandemic going down the way that it has. I've had a hard time having my guest plug any upcoming projects because everything's fucking closed. Right. But we are <laughs> opening slowly but surely. So I wanted to give this opportunity here for some of my guests to go ahead and let the world know what it is you're Wait, hold on. getting into. What's that? Do you guys have any women shout outs you want to give as far as wrestling goes? Oh, like see, the I was, <laughs> I was right, short. Right. We were running behind on time, so I cut it. But since he wants to okay. go ahead. Yeah, but I thought. Wait, 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 more wait. women. Fuck it. Let's talk it's about more women. Right, right, stop stop, stop trying to like take their limelight here, buddy. <laughs> I've got a few. Right. I'll be quick about it. Okay, go ahead, Alexander. Who who you who right, are you trying so to just, uh, three, over? Uh, Three women See, uh, that I've been prepared. seeing doing very well. I hear him uh, clicking away. He's got all the uh, material he needs. Yeah, yeah good. Um, so a name that's starting, I, I heard it a couple of times before, but it's really starting to pick up, Kennedy Copeland. Yes. Um, she's Dope. been doing a lot of intergender wrestling, uh, even deathmatch wrestling. She's in a, a deathmatch tournament coming up soon. Uh, Kennedy Copeland is definitely someone to keep an eye out on. Um, obviously, and Carr can back me up on this, Karen Bam Bam is on top of being the sweetest woman in the world. Um, also very terrifying. It's going to cross that one off. It's like, son of a yep. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then hey, feel free name... to put her over as well. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Feel... on that one. Uh, a name that I just discovered recently in my own workings, uh, Mother Endless out of, I believe, Pennsylvania. I like the look. I haven't seen the work yet, but I do uh, like so the I look. So I saw the work unique. not as Mother Endless. I saw the work at a uh, wrestling promotion where she was She-Hulk. Okay. And she was fantastic. So Mother Endless is another person to keep an eye out on. Keep an eye out on Mother Endless. Nathaniel Carr, who do you have? Uh, Bam Bam included. Go ahead and put Bam Bam. Well, uh, Karen Bam Bam. Uh, I've been in the ring with her. It was an amazing time. She's she beat the shit out of you guys. Heavyweight champion. That's test of strength up in Connecticut, folks. If you want to yeah, keep sorry, an eye on test that. of strength. 
Good looking out. <laughs> uh, also, shout out to a person who's in the business, and Xander can contest to her, but not a worker per se, but Gina Blue Shoes, an amazing referee. Um, I Like I said, refs are the third person in that match most of the time that don't get no credit. Yeah. So got to give her some love. Cause I think that's amazing. Former referee giving a shout out to the refs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I got him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's so many yeah. great women out there so many great women. doing their thing. It's, you know, I'm just not up to date with a lot of their, uh, coming out. You know, there you go. There you go. Cool. Dave, Dave any awesome. women you've worked with now <laughs> in, yeah, the, right? in the industry? I no. want I want to start mine off by thanking by by not only putting over but thanking the woman who put all of us together. Uh Kara. Kara yes. Kara was the promoter for Pro Wrestling Academy and and she's been a big info oh, as a matter of fact, yes, very much the, that tip of the cap. I just <laughs> broke kayfabe on my ball spot, but yeah, here we go. <laughs> But a big tip with the cat because she was one of the first female promoters I ever worked for. Um, that was a first experience for me because I could. It was the first time I got a chance to see someone eat the shit that I always assumed that they did. I just, I just assumed <laughs> being a woman you'd have to eat shit at that position. So meeting Kara and seeing her actually physically eat the shit, uh, and, and then like this smile with it in her teeth, uh, it was very impressive, uh, very inspirational for me myself as a promoter at that mm-hmm. time. Um, I want to shout out one because we could do this all day. There's so many impressive women out there right now. This is one of the greatest generations, if not the greatest generations of women's wrestlers, talent-wise. I gotta, I gotta, I I talked to her just the other day, and I hate to keep plugging away at the GSW stuff, but I just had a show where I was visibly impressed, and that's rare. Not to sound like a cocky asshole, but I've seen wrestling for 37 years. So to in the moment be like, holy fuck. And what's tough is I was calling the match. So I was trying not to be overly holy fuck because I got to talk about both of them. But I was like, holy fuck. Uh, I got my chance for the first time to see Trisha Dora uh, in the ring. And she wrestled Deanna Perazu, uh, which I was already impressed with Deanna, obviously. But that was my first time seeing Trish. And the way that she did it. How she did it, how much time she took to do what she did, everything that you you squeeze your brain at. Please, wrestlers, figure this out. She had all of it. Uh, an impressive look, a uh, great attitude, everything. So, Trisha Dora, if you're listening out there, huzzah to you. Uh, you did an amazing job. I look forward. I just I went. She was so impressive. I I got home two one o'clock in the morning. I just started following all her social media. I was like, I gotta keep up to date with everything she's fucking doing. <laughs> so yeah, so that there goes that. Uh, I actually got a third one. Go ahead, go no, for it. Real quick. Um, Faye Jackson. She was actually a part of my first match ever. Yeah. Uh, Big booty Trudy. See where she's at now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's how I met her. I met her as Big Booty Trudy. And what she's doing, salute her hustle so much. When I first met Trudy, she not Trudy. I still keep calling her Trudy. Uh, When I first met Faye, she she was a student still, and they had her selling out raffle tickets during the course of the show, and she came up with the name Big Booty Trudy. And yes, because she had a 
big booty and the Trudy rhymes with booty. So she put it together. <laughs> and it was true. And history was made because every show, <laughs> is, every show when they told me, hey, go out, because I was the ring announcer. So every show, was, go out there, 50-50 raffle. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, so I would do it and she would go, tell them who to look for. Y'all come on over to Big Booty Trudy and come get yourself a raffle. And boy, she spun <laughs> into it. Let me tell you, she went with it. She loved the attention. But you know what? Um, she ended up becoming a damn good wrestler. Uh, when her student stuff was over, and she was done with that, and she's getting bookings, and she was working, and she started taking it seriously. She became amazing. So I all, all due respect to, to Faye out there. We always joke about the Trudy thing, you know, big booty Trudy, but, you know, at the end of the day, she's one of, she's one of the boys too. So it was a good time. Now she's great pants pimping, as I call her now. Great. <laughs> right, because oh, I feel so bad because she was trying to get that gray pants, that gray sweatpants show started, and the Rona. The Rona took everybody out. Oh, she's bringing yeah. it back. She's bringing oh. it back. Oh, yeah, because WrestleMania weekend is back now, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, we get to have one of those again. Huzzah. Uh, we'll get to that on the next roundtable because I, I can't go through what I went through last year again. I I need, I need my WrestleMania, guys. I can't. <laughs> God damn, that was such a hard time in my life. My son hugged me. I was so sad. He said, no, it's all right, Dad. It's all right. Oh, fuck. All right, is it okay, Dave, if I go into the plugs now? Yeah, you're Can allowed I, now. We're, we're, I have permission. Yes, you do. Uh, Xander, you've got some shit that you had. We were just talking literally two seconds ago about, damn, she almost got that gray sweatpants thing off and running, and then Corona hit. Xander, you also got roadblocked in a, oh, hum- I did. In a humongous fucking way. <laughs> you uh, uh, had a big project coming up. I don't know how deep you want to get into it. Uh, are you, is it coming back? Like what's, okay, so what's the update are, on that? Tell, tell me what happened at Corona and then tell us the update. Okay, so <laughs> leading into Corona, it was around this time last year. It was, uh, <laughs> oh, it no, was the PTSD last is week, last year. I received all the paperwork confirmation for like the business and everything. Um, but I had started a wrestling promotion called Ch- uh, cosplay championship wrestling. Uh, we were mm-hmm. going to run wrestling shows during anime conventions where all of the wrestlers were cosplaying and fully acting out yeah. as the characters they were cosplaying. <laughs> yes. Uh, we uh, I'm really good friends with the local uh, convention uh, Kineticon. I've known the owner for 20 plus years. We were going to do that whole weekend, four shows over the weekend. It was going to be awesome. We are currently confirmed for July 15th to 18th at the Connecticut Convention, Con- Connecticut Convention Center in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, so as long as that convention goes on, we're going to be running four shows. You, uh, you can find us on Twitter at CosplayCW and on Instagram at CosplayChampionship. Uh, we've got a whole roster uh, announced with who's in it. Uh, a lot of local guys to Connecticut. We got a lot of guys out of New York. Uh, we've even got uh, guys even farther out, like MSP out of Maine. We've got them as Wario and Waluigi. So that's going to be a fun one. Uh, <laughs> okay. Dude, that's fucking genius, man. Who, who was ever, if you came I was up with exci- that, dude, I was excited that as is fuck fucking for genius. So, I, I can't take the credit for it. Cause I did work for another company that did the same thing. Okay. Uh, I played, sh- I played static shock for a company out of Jersey. Um, but they're usually Jersey, Pennsylvania. They don't come up North. Right. So I was like, let's do this up North. Uh, but it. yeah, like I said, on Twitter, cosplay CW Instagram is cosplay championship. 
uh, the current roster up until COVID happened is on uh, those pages. Uh, Fucking during COVID, I did get a handful of other guys uh, to agree. They haven't been announced yet, but those announcements will be coming soon. We've got guys like Captain America coming through. Nice. Um, Jessica Jones. That better be the cleanest white boy I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, the guy we got. Cap, I, it's Cap more, hello. It's gonna, Cap's my favorite superhero. If it's going to be more of a Civil War up. Cap. Um, oh, okay. But it'll go oh, great. Oh. It'll go great with Azrael as our Winter Soldier. So. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's why you were saying earlier about we might need a new Winter Soldier because you, yeah. you might be losing your boy to the big leagues. We, yeah, we'll see. Shout out, out to Azrael. bonus. Yeah, nice. Uh, uh, shout out to Azrael and his success. Boy, he has definitely fucking earned it um, over at AEW. Nathaniel, anything going on with you with this whole – I know it's been hard with this whole situation. I know you were doing some commentary recently. And What's in the bag for you? What's going on? Uh, so, you know, Mr. Aim to Entertain had to find a new venue to entertain. since, uh, shoulder and neck injury has kept me out of wrestling. Yeah. Um, and then COVID happened and then I discovered YouTube. YouTube. So oh, oh. I'm actually. That's when you discovered it. That was a good channel. time. Good time to get into you. That was a good discovery. Yeah. So I'm, I'm starting a channel called a Nerdum Nation, uh, station. Oh. So it's going to be. So far, just three shows. I'm starting. They're gonna be dropping in April, May, and June. Um, I can't give too much out. One show Ooh. is called Defend It. Keeping it one close show to is the best. Carfax. And then um, one show is called What the Fuck Am I Watching? <laughs> Which is pretty much me reacting to really crappy TikToks and wrestling promos. Oh, there so, you go. Oh, I got a, quite a few videos to send you that I can, I can give you. We will connect up. <laughs> you, you, you should see some yeah. of my outtake shit. There you go. Put that on there for Christ's sake. Um, so, for those of you uh, yeah, who, I'm getting into that and yeah. I'm doing commentary for uh, Test of Strength. Uh, I just yes, yes, did yes. a deal with ACW to be the, one of the new commentators. Um, BST out in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I'm uh, officially one of their commentators. So I'm getting into the commentating realm. Um, Welcome, Not saying wrestling's off market, but for now, uh, sitting behind the mic is definitely and writing and performing is definitely my new uh, thing. The new the new Samoa Joe transitioning over. Plenty of ways to keep your keep your hand in the pot (laughs) while uh, being staying healthy. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. Deceive Dave. Come on, what's going on? So Uh, are we pumping it out yet? Oh, there it is. (laughs) Hold on. Um, There's just been, it's been under construction. There's been a lot of revamp. We're doing a whole, we're doing a whole. Yes, yes, yes. I've been working on things, working on art, working a couple things behind the scenes while making adjustments elsewhere. However, there will be a pretty large amount of content, a lot more streaming and a lot more video ideas coming out soon. But there were some changes that needed to be made first. And after that, we'll get to that. But all the links, all the social, the YouTube, the Twitch, all that is the same for right now. It has not been active up until about a week or two ago. But there was a lot of adjusting behind the scenes. So I'm looking to start to get much more consistent, more than I was before. So I had to stop a little bit Mm -hmm. so that now I can put way more time than I had. (laughs) And the adjustments have been made. Uh, Changes have been made. Now it's just time to start start working so there'll be it's much to more to be serious. posting and coming out really soon so 
I'm excited for it. So we'll see what happens. It was time to get serious about it. There's so, going to be some changes made back. I'm trying to get rid of these white walls. Can't really see the color too much. Working on all different kinds of hardware. Yeah, you're redoing everything in your life right stuff. now. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make it look as nice as possible. He's so trying we'll, to. We'll get there. We'll get there. He's trying to redo his whole life right now. That's it. To man. improve from the ground up, we're changing everything. Yeah, I'm not really doing too much. You know, no, chilling. Just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> now I got. I, I. Everyone knows all my shit already. If you guys haven't been downloading the episodes, fuck you. If you have, thank you. Uh, for downloading the episodes, no, AJ. Fuck you too. A, yeah, fuck you, but in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah, yeah. in a sincere way. AJOUM.pombe.com uh, is where you can get all the episodes. Uh, past, present, future. This is episode 180, which means we are 20 episodes away uh, from 200 freaking episodes. I don't know how I got there, but we'll figure it out <laughs> one it, at man. a time. Uh, April's going to be an uh, interesting time because I got a vacation coming up in April. We're still going to record. We're still going to put our episodes together, but I may not be here, which is insane to think about where we were this time last year. Uh, but a lot of things have changed. A lot of precautions have been taken. So it looks like for once I've survived. I almost murdered them. On a few fucking occasions in this house, but we survived. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they've almost poisoned you. <laughs> I think they're well, plotting so. right now. <laughs> I think they're plotting right now. I can hear them whispering in the other room. I just assume the walls are just caked with blueprints and bank that, account right? statements. You put the blue light on the walls, and you'll see all kinds oh, yeah. of CCTV up. footage of me coming out of a Seven Eleven, like right there. It's, it's. I think they're plotting already. Uh, we're going to get into the AEW stuff, and I want to connect this show to AEW for just a second because I have to send a special, very, very special thank you out to Mikey Ruckus. Now, if that name is not familiar to some of you newer listeners, Mikey Ruckus uh, is the music and composer guy for AEW. Uh, he makes all the themes, for the most part, makes all the themes, unless a guy has kind of a custom originated song like Jericho or something like that. But he pretty much makes the music for everybody there. <clears throat> Before he was the AEW music guy, he was my music guy. That theme you guys hear at the beginning of this show is the theme that he put together for the show for me. So I wanted to send a big thank you out to him because in 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 accordance with him getting ready for this big revolution pay-per-view we're going to talk about here in a second, he's been taking some of his free time to make me another one. He's been putting another presentation together for me for this show, which should debut uh, just in time for the WrestleMania roundtable coming up in just a few weeks. So uh, this show will also be revamped in a lot of ways. I have a new design coming up as well. So a lot of new stuff. Uh, so thank you to Mikey Ruckus for taking the time not to be with his family, but to work for me because I begged him incessantly for a month because I just couldn't find anybody either equal to or better. Uh, that's not to downgrade you, Mikey. I'm just saying you're the man, and that's a very short list of people that could do what you do. Because I literally throw him the most vague fucking descriptions of what I want ever, and he always comes back with the great shit. So he's a great guy, so thank you for that. And let's get into it. It is about fucking time that we talk about our main event for the evening. Let me pop this fucker back up. Because this is what we're all here for, folks. This is it. This is the moment. AEW Revolution. Like I said, uh, I have never done an AEW or anything other than WWE Roundtable. So this should be very, very interesting. Because 
if I were to shit on the WWE, everyone would kind of co-sign. If I would praise the WWE, everybody would kind of co-sign. For some odd reason, when you talk AEW, uh, there's no gray area. You either really, really, really love AEW, or you really, really, really fucking hate AEW. So we're going to walk a real fine fucking line here tonight, and we're going to try to figure out, I'm going to try, I told my wife I made a promise that I would stay as positive as I possibly can. I was given one exception that I will explode on when the time comes. There's one where I will not be nice because I refuse to be nice on this particular topic. But other than that, we're going to keep the positivity going. So, you guys have your rundown sheets. You guys have your matches. According, Apparently, you guys have some notes. Let's go ahead just really quickly and begin uh, with our buy-in matchup here. Thunder Rosa and Riho will be tag-teaming together, uh, taking on the team of Dr. Britt Breaker. I have to say this part, DMD. And uh, her partner, Reba. So this is the buy-in match. For those of you unfamiliar, it actually says it right there. The buy-in match will be on YouTube. You guys will be able to access the buy-in for free, not just the match, but it's an actual pre-show that you'll be able to catch before the actual big show. This is the match that's going to be on it. Uh, Nathaniel, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with you. Uh, Just gauge for me your level of interest for this match. What are you looking forward to the most? This match is being wasted on YouTube. That's my opinion. I feel but like could, the champion. Could, I can. Couldn't that work? Couldn't that work the other way though, where it's going to be such a good match that it'll get people to, yeah, I want to see the rest of this. No. <laughs> this is going to set a better standard to me for the women's division than the women's championship matches. Oh. Because oh, me, this is the way we should start. This is the way this should start. Is <laughs> like in this it. match. I like it. He's coming in hot. Coming like in hot. <laughs> like Xander is about to throw his entire. All this camera. man has is hot takes. <laughs> but he's on the right show. Ones, but hot, hot tags too. You forget. Don't forget but, hot tags too. Uh, Nathaniel, nice uh, to tag you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Nathaniel, uh, what is you said that it's going to set the standard uh, even better than the other match? What is it about this particular two on two that you're looking forward to that uh, you feel is going to outshine the other match? I've been watching the women's division specifically because I truly want a women's division to compete with WWE. I think that's a division that WWE is controlling the standard for. Right. To me, Britt Baker, DMD. DMD, got us, DMD. Uh, Thunder Rosa, who I've actually been in locker room with. Right. Um, and that Reba. That creepy, but good. And to the most part, Riho, no offense to her. I know she's a former champion. Um, but they're the standard bearers in that in that division. I mean, besides Anila Rose, they're the standard bearers in that division. And literally, they're being put on a pre-show? <laughs> I mean, let's think about He's, that. He it's senses like the disrespect in the air. Take Derby Allen and put him in the pre-show against, uh, you know, Orange Cassidy or somebody. You know what I mean? It's like there are some people who would be. It's okay like if they're your up and comers <laughs> and they're your, 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 your standard bearers of the growth, why are you putting them in the pre-show? 
that's what I think is so difficult about. We're going to be talking about AEW here tonight, but I think that's what's so difficult because there's so many. Po- it's polarizing talking about these matches because you it just is. said a second ago, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy. I would put that on the fucking pre-show, but <laughs> Xander, you look like you're about to fucking explode. Okay, so Carr keeps saying uh, the dirty word of pre-show. All right. There's a reason why AEW calls their pre-show the buy it. Because it is an incentive to get people to actually That's buy the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, there's been talks leading up to this match that Rebel, because I'm going to call her Rebel. No, the disrespect. She's Rebel. No, her name was Rebel. <laughs> um, she's hurt. She might not make the pay-per-view. They've oh. said it on television. If she cannot make the pay-per-view, then Dr. Brett Baker, DMD, will choose a new partner. Okay. I think that's what will happen. And I think it will be someone who is not known to be signed with AEW. More Um, surprises. Hold on a second. Right. I think it's more surprises. I think there's more than there's talking about two new signees. I think there's three because there is a certain someone whose non-compete is up and has been mentioned by name in interviews in mm-hmm. the past couple of weeks. Uh-oh. Yeah, huh? So I think Dr. Britt Baker, DMD's tag team partner, uh-huh. would be uh-huh. the Trinidad. Hey! Finally, Riho will have a size advantage against somebody. Well, yes, that. but <laughs> if I see Thunder Rosa and Riho versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Thea Trinidad, I w- if I wasn't already buying the pay-per-view, I It'd could be, see that, that be being incentive. a reason to be like, you know what? If that's the the pre-show signee, who are the other two? Is that the Hall of Fame worthy sign- contract? No, that big no, 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 no. She's not the <laughs> Hall of Fame worthy signee. <laughs> AJ, I'm sorry. Are, are we talking about the card or are we just playing fantasy booker here? Because oh, if we talk God. about the card, that's the match I'm seeing on the screen, right? Yes. Not the fantasy booking that he's doing. If, but, okay, but I what is think, what is yeah. the catchphrase of professional wrestling car? You've been in the business for how long? What, what is the card subject to do? What is the card subject to do? It's down there of the asterisk to change. at the bottom. Subject to change. Do, do you think Xander that that injury is a, a legit injury or a part of the storyline no. to debut a brand new? I think it's a storyline to debut a new wrestler there because I mean, on the buy a surprise on the buy-in. To get you to buy so they can hit you with another surprise. It's a surprise to get you to, to, get you to buy, buy the other surprise. No, to get you to buy in. I just figured it out because I'm a genius. <laughs> it's a it's a surprise to get you to buy in so then you can see the other surprise later. Which, by the way, they've got two surprises, not just one. Two. At least. At least two. If, if your prediction comes true, that would be three surprises on the night. That so would be. They'll give you one surprise for free, and if you buy... You'll get two surprises. Mm-hmm. Come on. They're going to be caking in cash here the way that this pay-per-view is going to go. Dave, yes, you don't know anything about any of these women, right? <laughs> whoa, whoa. Easy. Easy. I've been watching, okay? And I agree. I very much agree with what Nathaniel is saying. I don't like this. If the point of this is to right. buy in, there are other uh, matches on the that card that could be moved to this instead because I name one. Name I would one. love to see. Yeah, what's right what's the replacement? Name one. Uh, Saban, Adam, Adam Page, and, and Matt Hardy. Hardy. 
no, 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 no. Actually, Adam Page and Matt Hardy. Well, see, there's a lot not, of story behind this that. This match one. is going to be better than Adam Page and Matt Hardy. But it doesn't have a Hardy. better storyline attached to it. This is a throwaway match. You think that's a good story? Did you watch that thing? I in the said ring? it's. Oh, oh, I said you're it's. You're a man of your word. I said it's better than this. I didn't say it was good. I said it was. It's better not better than, than this. This I, is that. This doesn't no. even have a storyline attached. I don't to need it. a storyline. But, but it <laughs> did have a storyline. No, no, no. But time out. AJ, I sent you a text message the other day with my epiphany on the women's wrestling inside of AEW. Right. And that, I think the women's wrestling in AEW is one of the strongest things that they have right now. And it's almost none of it is backed by storyline. But most of the other stuff is corny, cheesy, and drawn out. And you get all these people on the screen that you don't necessarily need there. You're getting good matches, but I feel like the corniest part, so to speak, of AEW at this point is the gimmicks and the storytelling is a little off. Can they get better? Sure. And they got people that, that, that can make it better, but it's not their strong point. So the fact that it has a story behind it means absolutely nothing to me anyway. Women's wrestling in this division, its strongest point is the in-ring action. So I don't like the whole idea of putting this on here because if you know any of these women anyway you know what i mean like you're gonna watch this match and you're probably gonna end up watching the rest of it if you know about these women already and if you don't i don't think this is gonna make you buy the rest of the uh uh the pay-per-view as it is well xander's well, day fellow dave <laughs> xander you said there is a storyline attached to this so thunder rosa and brett baker dmd have had a long running thing right so this is like while it is a throw together tag match there is a storyline that has been happening leading into this so i definitely think thunder rosa and dr Britt baker dmd are going to be the focal point of the match but it is still a really good way to introduce something new i understand i, I want to i want to bring but up, i understand <laughs> i want to i want to <laughs> I want to bring up something, Dave. That's earlier. cute, but you're wrong. <laughs> uh, I want to I want to hit on something that Dave mentioned earlier because I see that a lot when I talk to people about wrestling on social media and stuff. Where and, and it happens a lot with this. It happens a lot with AEW when they when when I talk to them and we have the conversation back and forth and I say exactly what I just said. There's no storyline to this. There's no da da. And they go, I don't need one. Just go in there and do it. See no. That's a problem for so, me because they but, will. They say AEW is inconsistent. It says it falls over to this, 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 but that's fine because the action. Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 not fine. It's not fine. I, I can't. I'm not one of those people. I can't. I can't just ignore the fact that there's not a whole lot wrapped into this and just appreciate the match for what it is. I'm 37 and I've been watching. I'm 38. Sorry, I'm 38 and I've been watching wrestling for 38 years. There is nothing. Anyone in that ring is going to be able to do that's going to astound me to the point where I'm going to be more impressed with that than had you done four or five weeks of programming to get me there. There's, what are they? What are you physically going to do in that ring? No, I need, I need the story. I can't get away from that and just take the match for what it is. That's not what this is supposed to be. If you're going to if you're going to tell me AEW is great because yeah, the booking could be better, but look at the match. No, no, no. Leave the match there for a second. Fix this. Don't ignore this and then get to the other th- no. Fix this. 
right? I'm no, I'm no good at foreplay. I really can't do much foreplay. I just, I'm just more of a stick it in guy. I, I, we get into the room, I just kind of fucking stick it in. No, get better at the beginning part of this so that we can enjoy the other half of this. Okay, you're coming off rapey, AEW. That's what I'm trying to get at. You get coming off rapey. You're but shit. are they though? No. Yes. Because oh. no, <laughs> a lot of their storylines. Yeah, a lot of their storylines, they stop and go. When I showed you that video, or those videos earlier, of the countdown, and I'm the, yeah. the the show I'm referring to for people who are listening, they AEW ran a one-hour special just putting their packages together, putting their storylines together. When they did it in those packages, it made perfect sense. When they, when they get it all together, right? And it's easy to do it that way because you can take out what didn't make sense, put in what did, and you can make a, you can follow it. Right, I didn't care about Sting and Darby Allen and Team Taz until I saw that package today, and then I was like, "Oh, that is what happened." I had to be reminded because unless you follow, it's so hard to follow night to night. They'll open with Lance Archer and Phoenix doing something as a team, and then the next week they're the main event against each other, and then Kingston is doing a heel promo here, but he wrestled as a good guy here, and then Lance Archer is a mean some bitch with a heel manager, but respect for that match, that was great, they're all over the fucking place, it's hard to keep track, when you edit it, and you put it together with the music behind it, like the, the shit that we saw today, I got hyped, even for Omega and Moxley, I've said on this show, I'm Moxley is my favorite promo of all time as a fan, my favorite promo of all time, I'm gonna admit some of my Caden stuff that I've done in my career is based off of what he's done. I hate these promos leading up to this match. I hate them. You're not talking to me about this fucking match. You're talking about the brutality of it. How was it brutal? What's going to happen? Oh, it reminds me of an old school Japanese deathmatch magazine or whatever the fuck he was talking about. And we got Omega beating a fucking a metal thing with a hammer. And they got what looked like, I swear to God, the first thing that came to mind when they showed that uh that thing with Kenny Omega, I thought he was building a hog pin from the, the old Arkansas hog pin match. I was like, what the fuck is that? With like Christmas-like version of barbed wire. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I, 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 as I watch it, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But then when it gets to the end, right? Like you guys say, okay, it's like tomorrow is the pay-per-view. So tomorrow is time for the fucking. And I'm going to enjoy the fucking because fucking is good. But I would have loved my balls sucked before we got there is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And, 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 I'm, and I'm describing what I'm Why, describing. You just didn't enjoy it. What, what I'm describing, <laughs> what I'm describing about the inconsistencies is that chick who kind of plays with the balls a little bit. Mm, mm, all right, just put it in. Like they tried. They gave their fucking effort. And I, I still got where I was going. But I would like to enjoy the ride a little bit more is all I'm saying. I don't know. I'd rather them take it easy and try to refine the storytelling rather and and not be all over the place, left, right, and center with no structure or what doesn't feel like any structure. And then on top of that, you are building new talent, which is fine when it comes to storytelling, but the difference on the top end of these promos, whether you enjoy them that much or not, you can see the difference in promo at the high end versus the middle or, or the bottom i'd rather them refine that and take it a little bit easier and focus more on just putting not the same talent out there every night because i see a crowd full of the wrestlers but i'm seeing the same people in the ring because the other night. ones aren't ready they signed a okay, bunch of people but i'd rather talent. you 
have the ones that are ready take turns. Put the guys that need more time in the ring in the ring and have the other guys work on the story. I'd rather have less random storytelling and more more wrestling until you can refine it and come up with better ideas. And I feel like, and the reason why I'm saying that, because I feel like that's exactly what's happening with the women's wrestling. You're seeing a bunch of new people. I've seen people I've never seen before in that ring in some of these AEWs. Well, and we just I'm had a really whole tournament with new women, right? Exactly, the and there's deal. not much random bullshit storyline. You have a few that are feuding, which is fine, but they're probably the more refined ones. We don't have everyone on a mic talking random shit. They're going out there, and they're trying to sharpen their tools and get better in the ring, and that's what I think the guys should be doing as well. I'd appreciate that. they are that doing more. that. They're not, but they're not doing that on Dynamite when it comes to the refining. Like They have right. AEW Dark for that. Oh, and that's, see, that's their, the other problem I have. I don't watch that problem. shit. I don't yep. watch Dark. I don't watch BTE. I don't watch any of that shit. If it's not on the fucking television program, it, it didn't count. fucking happen. Right, right, right. Now, right. I know All we're right. in a so new to era. That, to that same exact thing, you can say the same exact thing about the about the WWE. Fair. Yeah. Fair. You Because could. they have Raw Talk and Talking Smack. App. Fair. I, I'm, right. I'm going to with that. I it happened on there. I didn't because see it. NXT should be in the dark. We've talked about it. <laughs> yeah, that's times. true. <laughs> but yeah. it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, because there are things that are being done on that show as well that are being done very much better than what the WWE is doing. And yeah, Agreed. it's a different program. It's a bit campy. And you've got the Champas going to therapy and stuff like that. Not Champas, the Gargano's going to therapy and stuff like that. But like you you guys kept saying that like the gimmicks and stuff with AEW is corny. But what is wrestling if not corny? A little bit cheesy. You know what I mean? Like people people are always, oh, we want the attitude era. We right. want oh, I this, never said that. Hold that. on. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Hold on. Is but so many people are like, yeah. I want the attitude era. This, I could do without other. a few gangrels. I'm good. They complain that there's two Randy Orton's on television. It's like, but the Ministry of Darkness. Right. Dope. Yeah. We could do. We could use oh, less minions. killing this, man. He is killing Randy Orton is the best thing on Raw. <laughs> He's killing I mean, Absolutely killing <laughs> We're here to talk about AEW. Yeah, we are. Sorry. So our chat here, Saul says, uh, I have a feeling Thunder Rosa and Riho will win. We haven't uh, discussed predictions on that end. Actually, we just killed a bunch of our AEW conversation here, so we'll be much more. uh, We got all that off our chest. All right? We we got (laughs) all that out right now, so we'll be more match-centric after this. But uh, isn't Rebo or Rebel injured? Saul, uh, Xander already mentioned that. He's making the bold prediction if Thea Trinidad may be replacing Riva, uh, I would be extremely excited about that. Um, I would too. Uh, are you talking about FMW? Uh, uh, I think he was referring to when I was making mention about the Japanese deathmatch stuff, which I was actually saw. So, uh, that's where a lot of that stuff took place. The question of the night, did Shaq pay his dues in AEW? No. That's a quick conversation. <laughs> Just no. no. Uh, I know. But uh, does he have to? Also no. Mm. Also no. Not really. Not for what he's going to be used for. No, not not for what he's being used for. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. He's not killed it. Supposed to be. Yeah. For someone who's had very little training and is not really expected to be that proficient, 
Um, no, he didn't really do anything that bad. But pay, I think Saul and I have different definitions of paying dues. You know, I, I, I don't think he's talking about the same thing. If you're asking if he had a good match, yeah, I thought he did pretty okay. Uh, I know I will never get this wish, but I would love to see Great Muda versus Sting one more time in AEW. I actually wouldn't. <coughs> I actually don't think that's too far of a no. So that thing from happening that actually could happen now. Yes, Muda just won the the GHC heavyweight yes. title, and Impact is already begging him to come over and defend it. And Sting has been cleared by multiple doctors. He can wrestle anytime that he wants. They're he not going to power bomb, brother. <laughs> Oh, according to Shivani, it was not a turnbuckle. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a, it was a, a, a sting call there. It was a sting thing. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Sting's Sting's whole thing is turnbuckles. Like like Nathaniel said, you just stay away from that corner, <laughs> baby, and he's gonna go. He actually looks good. I'm looking forward to see how much he participates tomorrow. We'll get into that match yeah, in a second. Uh, that's definitely another match. I I don't want to have a, not a good opinion about. <laughs> well, we'll get well. Save it, brother. Save it, brother. So let's uh, go ahead and let me pull this back up for a second as we move on. I'm just That's I'm, be a really good I'm doing pictures for the first time, folks. So give me a second. Yo, I'm seeing you elevating the pod. Try, trying to get some better graphics in here. Here <laughs> we go. Uh, the Casino Tag Team Royale. Uh, this is going to be <coughs> interesting. So the way that they normally do their battle royals, uh, all members of the team will be inside the ring, and it's not one-member elimination, meaning if one member of Private Party gets eliminated, that team is not done yet. Both members of the team need to be eliminated from the match to be fully eliminated. We saw kind of what this was like a few weeks ago. Another problem I have, because they just can't stay away from gimmicks to the point where they literally just did it. But anywho... Uh, that's kind of how that works. We've got one, two, we got the Beaver Boy. We've got seven teams in here. I got the whole list of names in front of me. I have no interest in saying all these fucking names all fucking yeah, night. But the point of the fact here is that one of these teams are going to win a match and eventually become number one contenders to the Tag Team Championship. I'm realizing now, as I read this out loud, we didn't pick who we felt would win in the buy-in. So before I get into this matchup, who do you guys, Nathaniel, uh, I know you don't like it on the buy-in, but who do you got winning this match? Um, um, if I could just pretend like Xander's booking is actually going to happen, I want uh, Britt Baker and um, Trinidad to win. Okay. Uh, Xander. Yeah, I mean, if if the match goes on as advertised, Riho and Thunder Rosa are taking it. But if there is a surprise debut yeah, on Dr. Britt Baker – She's got to take it, Dave. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, DMD team DMD. DMD. Yeah. Here, here's my thing. I I surprise or no surprise. I want Burt Baker to win a fucking match for once. Please, can it happen? She beat Thunder Rosa. She beat one fucking person. She loses. She beat the one. former NWA Women's Champion. <laughs> she won. Right. The, she beat hey, the she person. beat a hell of a competitor. But she, her record was that one in 137 on the year. No, she she has not had a lot of uh, matches. She's that's the well. She was also injured a lot of it. Right. I'm still right. mad that she lost the one in her own office. 
Maybe that's why I'm so salty. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, she, she had to. You can't, why you did can't she have, have to? To push Swole? Where's Swole? the heel introduce a gimmick and then do the job. Like, the heel like, didn't introduce the gimmick. Oh, yeah. Well, it was oh, in yeah. her office. It was her office. I forgot that she was the heel at the time. She's the heel coming back from injury in her fucking office. How did she lose that match? I never. I, it, I said it that night. I was like, oh, boy. Here, because here they, they saw something in Swole. In Swole. That they completely yeah. abandoned immediately because, after. Because <laughs> it's but that's, Swole. That's, that's one of the, that's AEW taking a risk, which is something you can't say for a lot of other companies. Right. But what, a risk. And what Whether happened? paid off or not. Yes. They still took you a risk. You can give they them had, credit for. They had a very well put out idea, situation. Yeah. It didn't pan out because of certain factors. Right. They moved on. Right. That's fair. If you're going to give them credit for taking the risk, I'll give it to them. Got to take the fucking bag when it fucks up. And it fucked up. Because right. Baker Baker is the one they should have been focusing on. Not Swole. But they needed other people on top. So I get it. But it didn't work. Uh, I, I just want to see Britt Baker win a fucking match. So back to this tag team uh, battle royal here. <clears throat> this is where I'm going to go the fuck off. Because... I don't give a. F- I'm gonna look right into the camera. Cameraman, can you bring? Can you look at me for just a second here? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the phrase "team fucking player." Okay, I don't give a fuck about it. Not in this particular situation, because people will take "team player" way too fucking far. Eventually, you start getting taken for fucking granted. Sometimes when you're the nice guy and you're trying to be right here with everybody, they'll take that and they'll run a fucking mile. Two fucking years ago, Santana and Ortiz, and I know people are going to say, oh boy, he's going to talk about his buddies again. Two fucking years ago, I defy any motherfucker to tell me outside of the WWE if there was a hotter fucking tag team than LAX. Okay? They were on fucking fire. They came in and were instantly, when I came in, I mean in AEW, came in and instantly were looked at as one of, if not the top tag team aside, obviously Young Bucks aside, in that company at the time when the company fucking opened. To the point where Jericho highly recruited. They, they were the first members of the fucking inner circle, was Santana and Ortiz, okay? We flash forward and... So I'm keeping score. The inner circle decided since they already have a tag team, it'd be more fun to create other tag teams inside that group. Mm-hmm. Then they had three teams within the inner circle compete each other. And not only did the team lose, they actually lost. They took the fucking pinfall. And when that match was over, it goes, okay, Jericho and MJF are going to compete for the tag titles. They won that match. But before the winners got their title match, the losers got one too, and they lost fucking that one. So here's what I'm going to say right here and right now. If these motherfuckers don't win this fucking match, what is the fucking point? Who else? I'm looking at this fucking list. Who else is drawing money with the Young Bucks right fucking now? Who? There's nobody right now. Right nobody. fucking now. Nobody. But if you look at the list, there is a more obvious team for this. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. SCU. Uh, are you? They're not on really? there. Why SCU? I, you literally just left me speechless with that one. Go ahead. Because it writes itself. 
Okay, go ahead. SCU, if SCU loses a standard tag match, they're done. Right. So they win the Casino Battle Royal. They go on to double or nothing for uh-huh. Daniels to retire in the tag team match. It also builds for the Bucks to eventually do what they're teasing right now and join up with the Good Brothers and Kenny. It, it writes itself. Right. And that's the problem that I have, Xander, because even when situations write themselves, they still manage to rewrite and fuck it up because I just gave you the fucking scenario two seconds ago. Jericho and MJF win the match and don't get their title match till tomorrow. Last week, Santana Ortiz got the fucking match anyway. So just as easily as... Wait, wait. Just as easily as, as, as yes, SCU could win this battle royal, and it would make sense because it's SCU, right? They're one of the top teams. They could realistically win this and compete against the Young Bucks, and people would buy it. Here's my problem, because the way AEW puts this shit together, if Santana and Ortiz won this battle royal, there is nothing stopping SVU, SCU from getting that match that you just booked tomorrow. Because they would fucking do it anyway. No, because so the reason why Santana Ortiz got the tag title shot was because of the whole thing going on with the Bullet Club. It wasn't that like, oh hey, they lost the match, so congratulations, we're gonna give you a shot anyway. It was the Good Brothers negging the Bucks about blaming prior, uh, proud and powerful for their like their shortcomings in another match. So they said, you know what? Fuck those guys. We're going to beat them up. Right. So, yes, I get what you're so saying. So they, they found a way to shot. fucking do it anyway. Yes. That's... yes. They did find a way to do it anyway. But right. It wasn't, but, like, it wasn't just like a – it wasn't like an inconsistent – it wasn't an inconsistent. It was a spur of the moment created... they made fun of somebody. Ma- so Santana – I'll turn that scenario you just gave and I'll put it under this. Santana and Ortiz win the match for I'm and I'm not saying that they actually will. Because as much as I'm ranting right now, I actually don't pick them to win. But because they don't fucking win. They never fucking win but matches. But there's a there's a thing to that too. Okay, well we'll get to that in a second. But we'll, 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 let me just let me just give you the example of what I'm gonna say a second yeah. ago. Let's just say that Santana and Ortiz do win the match, right? You could do something on next week on Dynamite. Where it's like Daniels and, and Kazarian or whatever pairing you want to... Daniels and someone. Because I like the idea of him retiring in the big match and all that stuff. So Daniels and whoever. Could do a very similar thing. Yeah, I know they won the Battle Royal last night, blah, blah, blah. But you know what I know. We have a history and blah, blah, blah. And the Young Bucks are the big baby faces. You know what? Yeah. Santana Ortiz, you'll get your shot at whatever god-awful pay-per-view is going to be the next one. We'll fight fucking SCU tonight. And then they're in the fucking match. They can, that's the problem. They can just will it to fucking happen. They don't need to get there in a straight line. They can zig and zag at will. That's why I'm worried about this match in particular. Because this match has all the fucking teams in it. So even if the winner of this match doesn't get the next shot, and I highly doubt they will, because everyone gets random shots all the time. It doesn't even matter if you win these matches or not. But even if they did, I appreciate the visual of having them win a match where everyone's in it. Because then even if they don't get the shot or whatever happens, they at least got a win like this, which proves they're higher up on the totem pole of tag teams. I'm not worried about the shot. That's not what I'm ranting about. I'm worried. I'm, I'm ranting more about the fact that there has to be a more efficient way to use these two fucking guys in particular. Look at the other teams that are here on this picture that I got up there. 
and they've lost matches to damn near all of them. Why? I don't understand. They it. haven't lost matches to any of them. Yeah. They've, no. no one on that screen has beaten Private Party beat them. When? Way earlier. They've been here for two, almost two fucking years. I've seen them in the ring with the Beaver Boys. I've seen, I don't know who that team is. AEW hasn't been that. around for 18 months yet. I said almost two years, damn it. <laughs> See, now right. you're trying to get but, technical. All right, so they lost, they lost to Private Party in the tribute match. In the who what? In the tribute match. Yes. Are we gonna go? Are we nitpicking at this point? No, I'm just saying that. Stick to the private, fucking topic right, of they don't win a lot of fucking matches. Of course they're gonna be nitpicking. Private party is the only team on that screen. That he wants me to go to Wikipedia and pull up results from except from 12 months ago. Nigga, they lose a lot. There's That's the no point. One on that screen except they for lose. Power, except for private party. There's. I'm sorry. They've beaten every team on that screen except for private party. I don't recall them beating any of these teams. I've actually, yep. you also don't I, I've, I've actually them seen either. them. I've actually, I've, I do recall them losing a lot of tag matches. I forgot what the fuck they. They used to have the records. Did they stop that because no, I don't remember seeing do them. That. They still and do powerful They've actually uh, Santana Ortiz. Last time, uh, what was it? A few weeks ago, I think it was. Didn't somebody bring it to my attention that I think they've had more singles matches on the program than tags? No, they've made. It's a high number of singles. Three singles matches. Since it was a debuted. way higher number than three. They have that fucking stat up uh, underneath the fucking the lower Compared third. to other tag teams, yeah. Yeah, how many fucking singles matches has the fucking Butcher had in fucking AEW, for Christ's sake? Two. They use them so fucking sporadically, dude. A win like this would be fucking nice. And like I said in the beginning, I don't even think they're going to fucking win it. I'm just ranting at this point for the sake of fucking ranting because I'm sick of seeing them use the way they fucking use. I don't even think but, they're the team that's going to fucking win this. I see them but, losing this shit too. But the same argument when it comes to them being better than what they're being booked as was used on the entire elite for the first year of AEW. Right, but you couldn't have the same argument because they did that shit to themselves. They literally thought, if I lose a bunch of matches, that's going to get this talent over. And nobody fucking got over. And then a year went by, and now the Young Bucks are back on top again anyway. Right, because that's the smart decision in that, like for that. It, it was, was a good idea effect. at the time. Just the people they were working with dropped the ball. Yeah, but again, like a lot of people are also going through this whole thing of treating AEW like it's the WWE, like it's been around for 55 years and it's been around for two. Right, so, but like, when you debut in the, okay, when you go from high school to the league, they're going to get graded on league levels. They're not going to say, well, he's an 18 college kid. No. Did you put the jersey on? You taking the money? Right. You and went NBA or now? So here we go. Fantastic work for a rookie. Yes. No. Absolutely. Listen, we're talking about AEW on a roundtable because I respect what they've done, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be alleviated. I got a lot of positive coming up. That's why I started with this to get this shit out of the way because the rest of it is a lot. I'm a lot more positive on a lot of the other shit. But there's criticisms across the board. I can right. actually kill the elimination chamber harder than I can kill this program. There's no doubt about that. That's why me and my brother didn't do the Elimination Chamber on our show. We figured we have enough stresses in our life. Let's focus on the, the more happier times. I don't like the way that they've been used. I actually think it's more advantageous for this company. Like you said, a younger company, right? All these other teams got a shot in some way, shape, or form. I actually really like Top Flight. Uh, they're a younger, they're a younger team. Was that nineteen and twenty-one babies? Mm -hmm. But they got a lot of talent. When they get their big boy bodies, and that timing comes from experience, they're gonna be nasty. Dark Order is all obviously gonna have the emotional 
tag to them with everything that's been going on. Who I I have to pull up the list. Who are the people with the catchers? With that's the bear um, country. With the air, bear with, country. With the umpire masks on. Bear country. Those are new signees, correct? I don't think they're signed. Okay. Well, I mean, no, I don't think they're officially signed. Yeah, I, I mean, they're if, still doing per show. If they're in this match, though, I'm sure they're getting a good look. I mean, they're going to be. Well, in yeah, yeah. And yeah, like AEW is really big about like if they're going to bring you in to do like to do any sort of like non-contracted work, yeah. they're going to bring you in for more than one show. So like a lot of guys, you'll see them. They'll be on dark and on dynamite for like four or five weeks at a clip, as opposed to just coming in because AEW happened to be in their town because no one's traveling. So yeah. they're like, all right, if we've yeah. got to bring you in, you've got to do two weeks of quarantine twice and all that stuff. We're going to make it worthwhile, which that is works. why like with Azrael, Azrael, I think Azrael is going to be on AW Dark and on the main show for the next three or four weeks. That's good. At least he's going to get a nice little payday out of it. And that's also good oh, yeah. for experience for some of the guys who wouldn't normally have a stage like this to, mm-hmm. to work in. So that's fantastic. So I'm glad to hear Bear Country's there. There it is. Uh, I don't pick them to win. But it's nice for the and they look like they got some decent size to them. Is anybody here familiar? Oh, they're with big their, beefy boys. Big beefy boys. Yeah, they're oh, really one of the Pennsylvania. I got a I got a couple of big beefy boys that would love a shot at Bear Country. Now that you guys are mentioning it, but I digress. That's a whole other game. Well, Bear Country's I believe out of Pennsylvania, right, Car? Oh no, actually, uh, they wrestle for Russell Pro upstate New York. Even close, even better. There you go. Even better. <laughs> yeah. Even better. I can Anybody see anybody else. Actually, I, I was future. crazy enough to get them on TOS. Test the strength. You were crazy before they, they went down to AEW. Uh, anybody else got a beef or a hankering for this match, or should we go right to the picks? Dave, you got any um, thoughts? Dave, you got any thoughts on the the the? Nah, team you know here? I am about multi. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I I'm not gonna say that it's gonna be bad. It's just it's not what I'm looking for. I'm sure it'll be a, a decent match. I just a lot of great spots. Too much brother, stuff brother. going on. I, I don't. I don't like it. A lot of great spots. There it is. Um, spots. I love it. Nathaniel, besides the spots, is there a particular team you're going to be looking at pretty closely here? Um, I think, in my opinion, as a, a former tag team champion, um, in my expertise, <laughs> um, I just hope some, one of these guys who no one gives a crap about stands out. That's really all they can mm. do with this match. This match is pretty much uh, a, a given to either Ortiz or to uh, SCU. So no other team really stands out as a viable winner. So just stand out. Whoever stands out, congratulations. Saul in the comments, who, what country? Bear country, Saul. Bear Bear country. country. Check him out. Oh, so there's four people on this roundtable, and three of them have been tag team champions. Okay, that's pretty cool. All right, all right. Keeping track. Man, Uh, Dave, you want a title? (laughs) Damn it. No. (laughs) God damn it. I was trying to pat myself on the back. I took (laughs) one bump in my life, and I was not expecting it, and that's when I knew this wasn't for me. This wasn't for me. We were in the I don't know. I I saw AJ take a bump once, and his eyes looked like he was like, this wasn't for me. But it was (laughs) Can you remember who that Wrecking was? Wrecking Ball we were was the in one the who the park. Hit. AJ, we were in the park, and I yeah. got put into a powerbomb, neckbreaker, tag team move on one of the park mats, and I my whole day was just ruined from yeah. that. <laughs> he was very disheveled that day. That was bad. I knew so this mean. was it for that. Randomly, and this guy just sat there and watched it happen and laughed oh, like it was I, funny. I, I trusted the guys who were putting you in that move. It was all okay, right. Okay, well, you, I you trusted away. you to let me know it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> a betrayal took place is what he's saying here. Uh, so uh, picks, because the, 
Like I said, I'll start it off because I'm sitting here ranting about Santana and Ortiz, and I actually don't think they're going to win this matchup. I actually believe the Beaver Boys walk away with this. I think there's a lot of momentum right now with John Silver. There's two Dark Order teams in here, so I can assume they're going to do some some sort of storyline shit in there with each other and the whole, yeah, but it's for the title, so yeah, let's fight it, whatever the case. I'm going Beaver Boys. John, John Silver's going to walk away with this one. What do you guys uh, Nathaniel. Uh, I'm going with SCG. Uh, SCU, sorry. SCG, that's right. No, SCU. You were picking SCU as well. It's too obvious for me. Sorry. Alexander. Uh, All right. So what Carr was saying that it, as long as somebody stands out, I think this is definitely the Seidel's and the Varsity Blondes match to do that. Yeah. Oh, um, I love the Varsity Blondes. I don't even think they need this match to do that. They stand out every week. But I, I think... I think it's either going to be SC or Death Triangle winning. Ooh, because Death Triangle just got that big. I mean, it was a squash win, but it was still a crazy win on Dynamite this week. Penta's hurt, right? Is that why he? Yeah, hasn't it's been... uh, no. Penta's not hurt. Penta, but it, they're doing Pac and Phoenix as the team. Okay. All right. All right, Dave. Your selection for the Battle Royal. Uh, because I just don't hold much weight in this. I'm just going to choose the people that I would like to win. And I'm actually pretty big on private party. So Alrighty. we'll see what happens. I don't think it's going to happen for everything you guys pretty much said. Big money Matt's going to try to make it happen. If there were an upset, that would be the team, I think, to do it. Mm. Saul's picking the, in the comments. I don't think they have the upset capability anymore. Ooh, he's <laughs> lost that, that kind of storyline underdog stuff is dead with them. Yeah, <laughs> with uh, private party, private party. Yeah. Well, they're heels. Yeah, so they're not for gonna now. Be, like they're gonna be with Big Money Matt for a while. <laughs> uh, Saul's pick in the comments. My pick is Santana and Ortiz or Death Triangle. Man, I expect Death Triangle to have. You guys were talking earlier about standout moments. Uh, Phoenix will kill himself at some point. I'm sure. <laughs> I think it's in his contract, at least for the big shows. Oh, yeah. He will kill himself and make it everyone else's problem. Yeah. make uh Yeah. Just like that dive where he piled drove himself out of selfishness. He had a whole crew of people to catch him. Oh, at the end of the... Yeah. There was like 12 uh, people there. Yeah, there was 12 people. Yeah, they take take some of that blame, too. There was like 12 people there. He just decided to take a a springboard pile driver for no reason. (laughs) He was like, oh, you're all going to stand there? No, no, no. This is my time. He was preparing for that time (laughs) he had to take the melter driver. Oh, oh, it was a dress rehearsal because it was a few days before the pay-per-view, right? He was like, well, let me get my neck ready to go. And uh, we'll see how that works itself out. So speaking of the manager of Private Party, right here next on the list, Big Money Matt. And this is called my 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 bathroom break. No. Uh, oh, right wow. there with you. Pow! This is this is my <laughs> buying match. This is big. The Big Why Money all Match. All the hate for Matt my Hardy. Page. <laughs> you know what? I find it really funny that you, for, you didn't for a second imagine the hate was towards Matt Hardy because you're <laughs> absolutely right. I cannot stand Page. I can't stand him. I don't like oh, the gimmick. Wow. I don't like his style. I don't like the way he looks. I don't like the way. What gimmick? What the gimmick are you talking about? Cowboy shit. He hangs. Oh, he's a cowboy. He hangs people. That's what he does. Whoa! He's hung man Adam Page. Oh, he's, he's, oh okay. He's hung man. Hung, <laughs> hung man. Hung man. Whoa! Look at the picture. Look at the picture. That's a throwback to pre AEW hangman. 
Look at the uh, picture. He's having a trouble with the buckle. That's how right. hung is. He's having trouble causing. with that buckle. He's having some issues there. So uh, that was actually one of the stories I mentioned earlier when we were t- we were watching some of the AEW Countdown show uh, to get ready for this show uh, coming up tomorrow. This is one of the storylines they talked about on the show where I was the least impressed. I was like, uh, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, the contract, and he's trying to lure. I love the gimmick, to be honest with you, the big money Matt thing. I love the gimmick, and he's a carny, and he's trying to get all these people to sign contracts. And I love what he sold. It's, it's, only, it's only for a measly 30% my way. Oh, and when you're making that much money, what does that matter, right? I mean, making a million dollars, you get 30% of that. What's that, 30000 coming my That's chump change it's nothing you're going to be doing so much it's I, I love the gimmick it doesn't work with this because leading up to this adam page was a, a well he's a selfish drunk right he's just an alcoholic to the max everything is everything is drinking and he lost all of his friends he's just so sad and depressed all the time and here comes big money matt who's supposed to be the heel in this but he was so nice and polite to Adam Page, and he's like, "Why don't they you usually cha- are? Why don't you, you, why don't you change in my locker room?" Yes, they are, Xander. They usually are very. Nice oh, some yeah. heat never dies. Oh man, when Carr decided he was gonna just stab, bruh, he's <laughs> heartbroken. What? What the rewriting history? <laughs> that is big Smiled money in my face. Big money, Xander. And I was like, "Car, is that a knife?" In you my know what back? it was. I don't. I don't mean to name drop here, but you know, it never did sit well with Car that you got a chance to manage the monster of this. Yeah, he was hey, always such a such a jealous man. That was a whole other lifetime <laughs> <laughs> that I'm sure will yeah, get brought was... up when we get to the uh, the street fight. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, uh, Dave, actually, back to you. You're not very big on on page uh you said you didn't even like the style so just you don't like the way he wrestles or anything like that yeah i was actually having this conversation with my buddy the other day and trying to kind of like i don't like to just hate people for the for the sake of just hating them or disliking them i like to really like get into grips what i don't like about him and a lot of it is just his style uh i think one of the biggest things i dislike about him is his finisher I don't like his finisher because I could never buy into him as a champion with that finisher. And that led into a discussion where just in all sports as it is, um, the higher end of wrestling, the, the people are just a lot bigger, right? So that finisher on someone who's much larger than him doesn't really make sense. The so buckshot Larry the you're talking about? Huh? The buckshot Larry? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Oh, I've got a well, then he's, thesis on that one. He's on the he's on the, he's on the perfect roster then, because well, ain't too many true. people well, there bigger true. than him. <laughs> the, the, the champions right now, yes, you're right. And this has roster, he hit? Uh, because at the top end, they're about his body type, so it works. But I was just thinking, in in just in general, like that move, I just don't like it for him. But what what do I know? It's just the one thing that I just I just don't like his gimmick. I don't like the drunk thing. I just don't like it. I don't vibe with it. It's not for me. I'm not saying that he's bad. I just person. I just don't like it. Xander, has yeah. has he hit that move on Archer? Because I'm trying to think of big guys. Has I don't he think hit... he faced Archer yet. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Are there any big guys that he's actually fucking faced in he's in AEW? I can't recall him hitting it on a guy that was really that much bigger no, than yes, him. Yes, he did face Archer. It was one match, and it was three buckshots. 
Oh, he gave him three to try to beat him. <laughs> well, he did beat him. Well, but, but yeah. it took it took three buckshots to do it. All right. Yes. Dave, does that change if he has to continuously no, keep no. hitting it? Well, like I said, you, you it's like a match a where it takes three RKOs to beat. No, someone. you made you made a good point where if there was a roster for it to work, it would be this one because the high end is his his stature, so it works. But it proves my point that like if he ever runs into a situation where he has to. Uh, wrestle a bigger guy that can't right. happen very often because of his style would require him to like overdo his his finisher to make it make sense but so, again like I said that's so, just me I just don't like the whole cowboy thing personally Saul just I don't know if he was trying to prove your point in the comments he says Adam Page is not Stan Hansen Dave that's that's David's point he ain't Stan Hansen <laughs> he ain't right. he ain't uh, a six foot bam, two hundred and eighty pound bam of just pure fucking man swinging at you. It was that shit comes in hot was, though. I don't know that shit comes. It was in one hot. of those things I was bringing up about the Miz, how like it breaks my heart. That oh, that, that skull guy, crushing he finale, can't, bro. He can't. It's oh hard God. to see him at the high end because of the guys that are there. They just outstature him. You know what I mean? It doesn't. Make oh, like when he was in the ring with Strowman and Lashley, like two right, weeks like ago. Right, like it just doesn't make sense. He's great. He could be. I think Shane's Shane's bigger than this. But they just outstature him, and it doesn't make sense for me. That it's the equivalency. But like you said, this roster works for him because it is a little bit of a smaller roster. I need Xander okay, to so fix I've his got, glasses I've got and a go. Thing to say about that. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So, because I'm looking at my phone, because I had to look it up, because I had to get the years. 2012, 2013, wrestling maneuver of the year. Wait, what Can year? Can anyone guess it? What year? 2012, 2013. 2012, 2013. Okay. Uh, Canadian Destroyer. No, wrong. Oh, that funny should win every year. It actually goes to a story of myself and AR Fox, but we'll go to that later. Well, the Canadian Destroyers? No, (laughs) the Rainmaker Clothesline. Oh, the Rainmaker Clothesline. Right, because Okada beat a thousand people with it. So there you go. He had to beat one first, right? Right. And then two, and then three, with a clothesline, with less of an a less impactful clothesline than the buckshot. Right, but you're arguing booking. You're not arguing effectiveness of the actual visual of the move. What do you mean? Okada looks great doing it. Hangman looks great doing it. Yeah, but Hangman's Hangman. No disrespect to Okada, but Hangman's clothesline looks better than fucking Okada's. He swings the fuck out of that. That shit looks more like a lariat than he the does. other fucking one. He, the right. way he does it is he good. He swings the right. shit out But, Dave, do you accept Okada's he's never one of the greatest seen wrestlers of all time? He's never uh, who's, seen who's he wrestling? Every, he's one of the greatest of all time, and he's wrestling a bunch of shit. That, that's fantastic. But he's not arguing the effectiveness. He's arguing the look, the perception of it. The look. Yes, I mean, Okada has beaten people with it, but that's what the booking sheet says. Who has a better clothesline? Page does. Right. Okay, but my my thing is like because other people have complained about Page's finish being a lariat, but like right. Okada's acceptable, but Page is not. That depends on who you're talking to. I don't think they and would accept person, Okada's clothesline as a finisher. As a person myself who uh, stole that clothesline and used it for two and a half years straight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and to be I, fair. You using it because you just brought it up. I, I called and I was witness to a lot of those fucking matches. Yours looked devastating too. You know why? Because you were hitting Dickie Moon with that motherfucker every week. Of course it's going to look dangerous. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's his hit, fucking point. I hit point. with it three times in a match. And that's, what, and that's the point. <laughs> that's what he's trying to say because uh, Paige did the same thing to Archer. Right. I'll give Paige credit for taking into consideration that for a larger athlete, it took a little bit more to get there. 
But I I think Dave, you can clear me. You can clear. I'll give you. I'll yeah. challenge exactly what you said, and I'll take that and I'll raise you one. If you go across the roster, everybody in the roster, and you use that finishing move against them, who's looks more believable across the roster, Paige or Bradshaw's? That's not even fair. That's not yeah, fair. Yeah. Why is that not fair? Because <laughs> Brett Shaw's kind of a tier above literally everyone else when it comes I'm to talking. I'm talking which one is believable. Why, why is he a tier above everyone else? Because he, he hits you in the ear with it. He swings. He hooks that motherfucker for real. Like you, yeah, you, you don't exactly you don't, what I want you to say. He's a bigger guy, and right. it's more devastating. He's not that much bigger, that much bigger big than Paige, guy. though. Yeah, he's not that much bigger. Is he not that much bigger than Bradshaw? Bradshaw, I feel, I feel like would taller than this guy. I need Brad, to look at Bradshaw thicker sure, and taller. yeah, yeah. Bradshaw not has more much. meat on him for sure, which goes into know. that swing again. What do I know? I'm just saying that's just I think, what I see, and that's I think. But the that can't okay is a phenomenal finish. Taking the lariat aside, you don't like. Th- I don't like the gimmick either. I was gonna say yeah because yeah, we're yeah, sitting yeah, here like splitting hairs about this fucking finish. Bradshaw is six six. Hangman Page is only six feet flat. Thank you. Th- thank six you. Flat? Really? I thought he was taller. He's I six, thought he was six, 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 six. I thought okay. he was six two. All right, he's shorter All right. than that. All right. Yeah, I'd have given Page six three or four. Right, but my point still stands. We're no. splitting hairs about this finish, Adam, and you don't like Adam, the guy. Period. Adam Page is only six foot flat. Huh. Right. But yes, it's flat. more than just the finisher. That's one of the things that, that stands like, out. That wasn't the the initial thing, right? That was me trying to figure out oh, what whoa, I dislike whoa, whoa, whoa. about him, right? That wasn't that wasn't the initial thing. The other stuff is the gimmick, the whole drunken thing. It just see my my thing with Paige is like I've always commiserated with Paige even before AEW. Like people who follow a lot of outside of the WWE stuff before AEW remember Paige from Ring of Honor being in the decade, being the young boy paying his dues, getting beat by the older wrestlers brutally. Um, Adam uh, not Adam Page, um, Adam Pierce's last match in Ring of Honor was beating the hell out of hangman page on behalf of pages uh faction mates so like as a younger brother and as someone in the wrestling business i commiserate with the things that page went through and then page gets into aw with his friends and everything is great and we've all had those misunderstandings with our friends where you're like hey did that change what this person thinks about me forever and rather than bring it up you just assume it did. So right. a lot of people are going to commiserate with that. Right, and then right. another thing that I think was really ingenious, I don't know who came up with it, but how they have the facts on the lower thirds for all the wrestlers. Hangman Page's lower thirds have been comedic genius. They've been <laughs> yeah, well put together, they have. been well thought out. Like when, um, when he showed up at the private party's bar and just grabbed a glass and poured a drink, they're like, you owe us 12 bucks for that. And then two weeks later, his bottom, his lower third said, Adam Page, definitely not paying Mark Quinn the 12 bucks for that drink. <laughs> there like, was things with that were gold. And yeah. like, not a testament one... to his skill or anything like that. But yeah. but it's to the character. Right, so right. like there was also the time yeah, like true. he wears all black gear. There was one time he came out with white wrist tape and it said trying out white wrist tape. <laughs> and then the next week he had black wrist tape and it goes, the white wrist tape didn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do remember seeing those a few times. Yeah. And they're so great. Missed. And they, they give a lightheartedness to you watching the character to allow right. you to further connect with the character. He did like have the, the whole the best I like line about in that AEW, 
compared to like the WWE. And I, I hate that we have to keep comparing, but like, it's what we're going to do. Right. The WWE is very, this is this character. This is who he is always. It's always this way. Right. He's always this guy. They did a, they tried a little something different with Sheamus because Sheamus was still working heel while being buddy, buddy with um, McIntyre. Right. But like, that's a normal thing. And that didn't companies. last long either. Now he's it full blown. <laughs> but like AEW is doing the same thing with the Bucks and the Good Brothers, where even this past week, the Good Brothers came out and helped the Bucks get the upper hand on the inner circle. So they have these characters that are a lot more complex than like Hangman Adam Page is just a cowboy that likes cowboy shit. No, he's a hurt <laughs> friend. <laughs> yes, he's, he's a cowboy who loves cowboy shit. But he loves his friends yeah. and he crossed his friends and he's punishing himself for what he did to his friends. And right. now whenever someone else tries to become friends with him, he's jaded about it because he doesn't think he can hold up his end of the friendship. So that's why all the stuff with the dark order was so good. Yes. A lot of the dark order stuff from BTE should have been on television. Um, especially Brody with the papers would have been money, but yeah. they didn't. So we've got to go on from there, but like you can see, that there's so many layers to this character right. and Matt Hardy is now the third friend coming in to help uh, Paige. And now Paige is recognizing the difference between the dark order coming to help him to be his friend and Matt Hardy coming to help him to get his money. So like, I like the story because it tell like Matt Hardy is coming in as a flat character of big money, Matt and big money. Matt is a great character for this situation. He's a great foil to a more complex character like adam page so i wouldn't like i would also potentially put this on the buy-in not because it's a bad match because it is a match with a lot of story that can hook somebody right. and like aj was saying the package that they put together where they brought up the fact that one of uh adam page's first bookings was in omega for matt hardy mm -hmm. so like there's so many things that go into this and i wish they addressed more of it on television and they like it's to the point where AEW needs that third hour that they've got, but they haven't done anything with it yet. It's not three hours in a row, but they yeah. have a contract for a third hour throughout the week on television. They should do but more shit like they did for Countdown, right? Because this is another situation. You just explained all that, and it sounds and, good. And you made it sound better than the fucking people good. who are paid like, to I'm describe ready to watch it to me. now. But but <laughs> me explaining that is based yeah, right? entirely on me watching the product. Right, yeah, but, but that's you have my a, but point. you have a, you got to also remember I am the filthy casual. So you catch like if it's not right in my like a lot of things that you pointed out that are really cool are subtleties. I I'm or not, not mentioned at all. Right, and I just see a cowboy flipping his ass around a rope and clotheslining people. Hey <laughs> man, cowboy shit. All I cowboy see shit, is the drunk version. All that shit that you just explained made, sounded great. Would, would make me follow that character through and through. So right, why exactly. can't AEW tell me? The I'm going to send a you, strongly worded email. Yeah, and get you you used the clips. <laughs> you used the, the vignettes and the promos and the segments that you saw. And then you put it together and then verbalized it with feeling that you had attached to that. Right. Why can't the they color commentator or the play-by-play -play commentator or an offshoot of Dasha or Tony Schiavone or Marvez or anybody get in front of a camera and spend five minutes doing what you just did because now I care about the match. I do care about and all, and, and, and all I did was listen to you tell me. I saw that whole thing on Countdown where they put everything together. I didn't give a fuck. 
I didn't care. And that's the I moved on to the next WWE fucking match. Out. You got me into it. So why can't they get somebody to come in here and do that? I don't exactly. understand. What are they paying everybody else for? They should just pay you to come in and <laughs> literally, you don't even need to be on the, the show. You don't even need to be on the show. They'll just pay you to come and watch the fucking show. They'll and zoom you in. Every, yeah, every <laughs> right day. Writing notes and all that stuff. Yep. And then at the end of maybe like we'll do like a bi-weekly thing. We'll just have uh, a lit segment or something. And you come in and just, hey, guys, we have a big pay-per-view coming up. Here's a few notes on why you should give a shit. And then you just read it. And all the boys in the back will go, oh, fuck, yeah, we did do that, didn't we? Yeah, that was a good point. And they'll we keep call this segment. Xander's list for giving a fuck. There you go. <laughs> oh, Xander's <laughs> list for giving a shit. No. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So predictions. Go ahead, Xander. We'll start with you. Predictions. Who wins this match? Uh, um, Paige has to win it. He has to. Has to win it. Absolutely must. It's a must win. Yeah. For definitely. the for the cowboy who loves cowboy shit. Nathaniel. The, who is your uh, selection? My bladder will win because I'll get to finally pee after watching oh. 20, <laughs> 20 minute matches. Well, now that so, we've got your urethra, in my bladder. There's right, only nine bladder. matches. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently he's not. Well, no, you are watching the Bayern. Well, he's down to eight now. Let's see what happens as the show continues. Dave, your pick for this matchup here. Well, I'll tell you what. What Matt? What Matt Hardy lacks in knee range, he definitely <laughs> makes up for in the ability to push someone forward. So don't forget his lower back range. Too. <laughs> man, back that range. guy walking just scares me. He he was my half of the Hardy Boys. Man, I always loved Matt Hardy, this and for true. whatever reason, man, that guy can always find a way to make a gimmick. Whatever always Jeff Hardy over. did by himself. I think Matt Hardy equally did in his own way and always coming up with very creative and unique gimmicks. And what he does for this brand is, I know me and AJ talk about it a lot, how they need those people back there to really mold a lot of this new talent. And he's one, and I could be completely wrong, but he's one that really stands out to me that actually fulfills that role. So I think there's no question that Paige is going to win this because it's going to just push page a little bit i don't i know page has his own history he doesn't necessarily need it but that's what matt does best so he's it's, gonna lose this match it's so funny because they have a lot of veterans in that locker room that if some of these guys just sat down and picked apples from that tree they'd be a lot better off matt seems to be the only veteran that these people actually fucking listen to like i'm sure there's old guys that walk up hey man that was a good thing here you did this did it. and then they go oh yeah yeah thing 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 and then they'll leave them and go to matt so what you think hey, what did you what did you see <laughs> you know but yeah no i i agree actually with Xander. i think this is a must win for page uh yeah. they ran down a litany of successes that he had that all ended in failure uh the AEW title match the tag team title match last year at revolution against the uh uh, which was a win for him, but that eventually turns even that turns sour uh, at the end of it. So he, whether he wins matches or loses matches, he always seems to be on the wrong end of everything. So a win on his own, no one to fuck with him. Him just going off on that horse to hang him some uh, some people uh, from wherever he's uh, ranching ranching. How do they? Does he does he ranching. ranch? He's ranching. Okay, right. Wherever that goes. What was it they said? A, a leather? Was it leather? What was it? Something? Farm, tobacco farm or some shit? I don't fucking know. Yeah, his father was a tobacco farmer. Yeah, good good for dad. Okay, yeah, he wins. Uh, that's going to be uh, my pick for that particular matchup here. Now, uh, real quick, this is the next match we're going to talk about here for just a second. And I do mean a second. Greatest wrestler of all time. I, gig, I, I personally 
Don't give a fuck about this match at all. So I'm curious. Match of the night. This this is just this is just a hilarious picture for me to look at. I just this is just all comedy. Nathaniel, uh, you look both concerned and constipated. Is there any way that you can give us your opinion? More the latter than the former. Well, there you go. Uh, how <laughs> invested are you in whatever this is? The best friends against the video game. So guys. this match. Because you're you're Polarized the nerd up guy, man. So much. This is the this is your this is your shit right here. The gamers and and then the best friends. It's it's like I'm saying it polarizes me so much because I love what Ars Casty pulled off in Wrestling World. <laughs> I, I love it. I I think it was creative. I think it pissed off a lot of hardcore. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, we all loved Fire Ant. Oh, I love Fire Ant. I actually didn't know that was fun. I worked with Fire Ant like two times. I found that out. I was even more excited about Aris Cassidy because I, now I know how really great he really is. My, I love, my I've been following Orange... Chuck Taylor from the start of Nathaniel Carr, uh, just some of the stuff he does. I love Miro. I have no idea who Kip Sabian is. Sorry. Lacking. So no, I can't. I know who Kip Sabian is, but I'm just being silly. But like for the most part, I everything about this match I want to love. But you don't. But there you go. There we go. There's the butt. Go ahead. Nathaniel Carr's mama always told me, "Don't trust anything someone says before the word butt." (laughs) Yeah. And there's 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 the butt. Okay. But how invested can anybody really be in this story? It's it's it'd be like a backward, you know, like you have like a screensaver. Like this is like a screensaver storyline. <laughs> like it's in the <laughs> background. Fucking never pipes. The corners. You remember pipes? Exactly. It's just pipes. It kind of fades pictures in and out. Like it's one of those backgrounds, but it's it's definitely a screensaver storyline. Yeah, I, it's always I said, in the I, background. It's never have a specific time. It's usually like around the 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 cooler hour, like you know, between eight thirty and nine thirty. It's always around there. It happens in. <laughs> It never really hits the main event. It never really hits the beginning. Boy, of the if card. this match comes on after Matt, you can piss in shit. You can take a full on break. You can make a sandwich. Thanks. I can make dinner. You, you, can, can, you can start. Wow, Bacalao, you're wow. committed. You're making a meal, bro. You you got grease flying out. Mama Car's making it. Mom, well, he yeah. can watch. He can supervise. He can watch. He can bring the ingredients. That's what my son does. Whenever my wife cooks, my son comes over. He starts pulling the ingredients from the cabinet. He starts yeah. putting little dashes in it. Ma, don't forget the sasong. Yeah. Does your my mom does, does your mom thing. let you get near the the fire now, or she still keeps you away from the flame on the top of the stove? Man, she doesn't stop. want him to burn. He's more car artist. She's more over than I am. Stop it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Xander, please. Uh, you've been AEW's guiding light so far during this roundtable. Yes. Sell this, this match, please. Sell this. Right. To, to me, this match is a victim of circumstance because we know we all know it's supposed to be best friends versus Mirror right. Uh, Trent's like it was supposed to be Chuck and, and Trent. Right. Um, I think it was like I this whole thing. Honestly, it might not have originally been a tag team match. It might have just been Miro versus Ch- versus uh, Trent originally. Yeah, but, right. I mean, injuries. That's how they started. It was the whole the whole Trent and right. Miro. Yeah, right. But this this whole Kip Sabian Penelope Ford thing was always just an, a vehicle to get Miro introduced to AEW. Right. Um, and so, like, I think the way they should do it. I don't know if they will, but Miro should win this match in four minutes. Oh, okay. I'm with it. 
Uh, uh, beating, think, beating Taylor, of course, because I'm assuming you'd want to. Yeah, yeah, you got to beat. Here. You got to beat Chuck. Um, because I mean, you got to make my, Jim Cornette happy. My, my main man, Chucky e. T. Yeah, because you know AEW listens to every edition of the experience and the drive-through. They, that man lives rent-free in all of their heads. So sure, oh, why not? all of the, uh, all of the FTR promos that oh, are yeah. just Jim Cornette no. with a vocoder. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking best man over here. I'm, I'm listening to you talking about the and best have man. Xander Lit write what they should be doing also. Not just hyping it up because if it was a mirror squashing them, I would actually be invested. You don't know how many just put Miro hella over. You don't know how many matches uh I used to ring announce with you guys down in Connecticut where me and Xander are watching the matches going back and forth about what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> just just what the fuck are they doing? Like uh, why would Carr even try that? Oh see he that's has specific. No hey, hey, he has said, no neck. See, he was he was just being specific there. I wasn't gonna go that far. Why would he let his opponent put him in a headlock when oh. there's nothing to grip? Yeah, this is nothing to grip. Well it's not called a neck lock, it's called a headlock. Bro, I know but it becomes a neck lock when you But the distance between the head and shoulders is important. Oh, and if he not. doesn't have it, if he doesn't have the distance then you're just gripping the girth. There's no separation. You're gripping the girth. <laughs> There's a fucking t-shirt right there. That's it, man. Grip gripping the girth. the girth with the hands like that, right around hey, the words. Sometimes it's more about the girth. Sometimes it is, brother. Hey, you got to tell the ladies, man. Sometimes it is. Yeah, but even if you got the girth, you can't be blown up 90 seconds in. Uh, oh, go. Jesus. He's just taking shot at bombs. Solid 10, sir. How dare you? Yeah. I'm a solid 10 minute man. How dare uh, you lie? Oh, 10 minute my, man? Oh, my let, love life. Let, let's ask Azra. I'm going to start muting motherfuckers. You start cutting promos on each other. Uh, let's head well, to the I think 10 minute entrance. That was a problem. Four minutes. Sultan in the chat. Shut the fuck up. Sultan in the chat. Uh, picks big money, Matt. I'm trying to catch up here. Uh, Jason Vaughn. He's here for Xander Lit. He's hey, here. Jason. He's here for you, bro. Uh, Miro's going to win. He's got the Miro pick here. Uh, beating all-star Chucky e. T. He kind of agrees with us on, on that end. Uh, I actually, as far as pick goes, um, since you already started that, let's get into that. I choose Miro as well. Or I'm saying Miro. It's a team. <laughs> No, but it's Miro. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's Miro, and, <laughs> and I, I'd like to see Miro win. Um, Nathaniel, uh, which if, uh, if Hangman's Page match to lose tomorrow, then this is Miro's match to lose. Yes. like it has to be Miro. Has to we be. need to get Miro in the main event. Look, like we this is was cute to get him in. But he needs to be main event. I don't all know. Right? I don't know if Miro. That's why he left the E. Let's get this man the main event. I don't know if Miro beating Chucky e. T is the catapult to the top. I don't think he's got Omega after if he this. Do, if he, if he takes the, the road off single handedly, it is. He's on the In road. Four minutes too. He's on the road. Dave, your pick. Uh, any match or Cassidy is, and I just want him to win that match. I love that guy, man. The reason why I like him so much, I love the gimmick. I know people hate it. I fucking love the gimmick. The dude is hilarious. I'm laughing every single time he's on the screen, and he actually looks damn near identical to the T to somebody that I know who literally acts like that in real life. And it is the greatest thing in the absolute world. I love that gimmick. I know people hate it, but any T anytime he's on the screen, dude, I just have a good time. I'm not, I don't know too much about the story. I saw bits and pieces of it. I'm not really personally that invested in this one because I have missed a lot of it. Not that it's bad. I just have missed a lot of it. So I'm just going to go with what I like on this one. All right. 
So those are our picks there for this matchup. Our next matchup right here for the for the AEW Women's Championship. The champion, Hakiro Shida, will be defending her title against Ryo Mizunami. Am I saying Ryu, that correct? Uh, Ryo Mizunami. Ryo. Ryo. Ryo? Ryo. Ryo. Japanese lady. No, Ryo, Japanese Ryo, lady. It's Ray. It's, yeah. It's, it's Ryo. Ryo. Okay. Uh, Ryo, Ryo. Sorry. Ryo. This is why Ryo. Vince McMahon changes names all the time. Okay. Ryo. Ryo. Whatever the hell her name is. Uh, the, the internet dubbed her Lady Okada. Because of her blonde hair uh, during the course of that matchup. So, Sheeta and Lady Okada are going <laughs> to be competing. No, but she won the tournament. Uh, I gave you guys the rundown sheet. You guys were able to take a look at it. I'm not really going to go too in-depth on that, obviously. I watched every match. See, there you go. And that's why you are That's why you were selected okay. for this round. I caught that tournament at the end. And by God, let me tell you something. I'm yes. probably going to go back and watch the whole thing. Because that shit... The ones that I did see were just freaking amazing, man. I know I was sending you screenshots of my screen of me watching some of it. So, uh, According to Nathaniel Carr, uh, actually, I'll start with you, Nathaniel. You said that the tag match would be better than this one. Does that mean you think this one will be bad, or you just think it's just a lesser match than the than the tag? I think so. You remember how you went on that mini tirade about foreplay? Hey, yo. Yes, 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 yes. This yes. match... Gives me no. To me, as great as this match would be, this match to me would be the equivalent of a hand job with lotion. Okay, like time out because they just had a whole tournament. I mean, to the tournament does nothing for this. If the, if if the, the tournament if does the nothing for this, they why is the tournament doing nothing? Um, real. Hold right? on, hold on, hold on. If the tournament that they gave you. Was foreplay that you should be chafed as fuck right now? They've been giving you foreplay for forty-five no. straight minutes. Was is that what it was? It, the foreplay was too long. It took too long to get that, to the sex. Hype up as you call it, Lady Okada. Lady Okada. That's yeah. all it did. I like how That's you put the point on me. Nothing for building me about wanting to see this match, though. It just says she's a how? great wrestler. How? Wait, hold on, hold it on, did hold on. Nothing for so me the, about this match. The tournament to face the champion did, did nothing, nothing for me. It was an amazing match. See, normally I would agree. Make me you. care about that this match. That doesn't make any sense. Normally, I would agree with you because in some of the tournaments, especially the ones that me and AJ have talked about recently, that it was so ridiculous. It's like the matches were bad. Some of them were two seconds long. It served no purpose at all. But I disagree in this point because these matches were bangers and it he made it said to the they were good matches because the tournament a... the tournament they were amazing itself. matches i'm not yeah, taking but... away from that tournament no but that's the main point of it that i think is that because the matches were so good that means the winner of it actually deserved to be there it wasn't like someone doing one move to them and pinning when you knew those two guys were going to be fighting at the very end it served purpose and actually made it look like believable this person deserves a title shot I, I, I think we I got, know. We got. Wait, um, I think what's I know. his name? What's right. his uh the the champion now? Why am I drawing a blank on him? The the main guy right now. Omega. Thank you. We got Omega out of a random ass tournament that made no sense at all. Right. Okay. But wait. wait How wait, is wait, it wait, random? Wait, wait. And made no. This is the same tournament, but with women. No, it's not. It the, wasn't the, competed. The, it was the same tournament. He's right. It's the remember we were making fun of it. It was the Eliminator tournament. As yeah, in, it was we knew like, Page like, and Omega were going to be there and to the point where the first match Omega wrestled was one move. Yeah, we actually gone. called it on the show. We but called that, each match. That was also a situation of that wasn't his original opponent. It didn't matter. 
because the, the finals was going to be the finals. It was all we didn't right. We, the finals are going to be the yeah, finals. We didn't but care. it's a situ- with that re- predictability isn't always bad. I swear to God, if he's able to sell me wait, that but hold on, but hold on, I'm, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Just wait a second. Wait a second. I think I understand where Carr is coming from because I kind of feel the same way, right? You guys watched those matches and you enjoyed them. They were great matches. So according to a lot of people who watched the tournament as a whole, it was a very good tournament. Both sides of the brackets. The Japanese women brought it and the AEW women brought it as well. And I, I think I know where he's coming from because we watched the tournament, right? Did Sheeta watch the tournament? We're talking about the tournament now. Did Sheeta cut promos on the tournament? What I'm saying is, is they did a fantastic job telling me that Ryo or Rio is a fantastic performer. They have not connected Sheeta to this at any point until right now. So they made me believe that Ryo was a great opponent. I mean, a great wrestler. They, I have not been invested in the. Why the fuck? Why am I invested in her versus Sheeta? They did that for the countdown, where they started throwing out these facts, right? Where uh, Rio met her ten years ago and was like, "You can wrestle a hundred years and never face me," right? She was, uh, Sheeta was on the underneath coming up, and, and Rio had retired and then came back specifically to try to get one more run out of this, and she did it. She got one more run out of it. She won a tournament. Now she's competing for the title. I would have loved that information weeks ago when we started this motherfucker because I would have taken the ride. Don't tell right, me yesterday ago, and the match ago, is tomorrow. Weeks ago, it wouldn't have mattered the history between Sheeta and Rio. Of course it would have. We, unless we knew ahead of time that Rio was winning the whole tournament. No, not true yes. at all. That yes, could have been a part of her gonna, motivation. Are they going to go over Sheeta's history with every single woman that in the tournament? Hell, that she's going to win. You can. That's the whole point that we're trying to make. They much. never tied. They have. You just point. fucking told me they have a YouTube channel. They've got this. They've got that. Right. And other people fucking also... watch. They have all the time in the fucking world. You just told me they had a third hour. They, the only time they dedicated to this was yesterday. Right, but they're not going to give us Sheeta's history with sixteen other women over the course of. Two how weeks. about for the for the sake of argument? How they about the fucking semis? Uh, there you go. Why not the semis? Why not start cooking right there in the in halfway my, mark? In my opinion, why at all? She's the champ. She don't give a fuck about this tournament. She That's does, not true at all. She's the champion's this, mentality. No, no. I'm not. I'm not focused on this she, tournament. I don't care who's but, a, No, so, that's a heel mentality. A babyface champion always. wants to compete because, against the best. They're gonna pay full attention to this. They want to know who they're gonna compete against. It's a similar. It's a similar thing to New Japan. So the New Japan Cup is going on right now. Right. The winner of the New Japan Cup faces Ibushi for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Right. Ibushi doesn't interact with anyone in the tournament. That's Japan. We're not in Japan. Japan. But AEW is trying to bring (laughs) multiple different. They're trying to be sports-based athletics. Bullshit! Don't 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 do that. They're using don't do that. Don't do that. Sports-based. Stop. That went out the window a long fucking time ago. Stop. Stop. That's not no. You had me. You had me (laughs) until you threw that sentence out. I was. You. I was buying everything you were selling. Don't do the sports-based. Please. That's their line. So that's something that they can always fall back on. With it, when it comes to tournaments. Yeah. It. It's a tournament. The tournament. 
doesn't have to be what the champion has to do with the people in the tournament. The tournament's about the tournament. So this tournament was about the fact that Rio two years ago was going to quit wrestling. So right. the tournament was more of, like Carr said, it was to highlight Rio Mizunami and the fact that she fucking came out of nowhere because no one thought she was beating Aja Kong. No one. Right. I walked into that mat. I was like, all right, it's going to be Aja Kong versus Nyla Rose on Dynamite. That's what I thought going mm-hmm. into this. And that's not what we got. Yeah, we got Nyla Rose. So great. Uh, but like Rio was out of left field. But when right. you look at the people that she beat, she beat Maki Ito, and then she beat Aja Kong, and then she beat Yuka Sakazaki. And Yuka is someone that the AEW fans already know about. So that's another one where it's like, okay, Yuka's going to beat Rio. Like, Rio should have lost all three of her matches. If and you this, look at, okay, this is, this at, is, this is the, this, I have to stop you because no one else is putting this much fucking thought into it. That's why they were not fucking invested in this fucking match. You are Xander, a hardcore. Right you got all the fucking stats. A majority of wrestling fans don't you give a fuck about stats. any of that. Hey, he said you sent them to me. I didn't send you stats on Rio's fucking career. What are you talking about? <clears throat> but it... I sent you the tournament listed. That's all right. that I sent. But You're I'm coming at I'm... me about all this other stuff that happened in Japan. And you said earlier, well, they can't talk about Rio's history with 16 other women. Then talk about it with just Rio. Well, if they talk about it with just Rio, then it's a dead giveaway that she's going to win. They just did that with Omega's tournament. Did anyone? Well, we re- all knew that. Did right. anyone because think anybody else was winning that fucking tournament but him? No. Right. So but then, what's the problem? So that goes to back to what I was saying before, though. Predictability isn't always a bad thing. In the men's eliminator tournament, it being predictable to be that finish was fine. So with well, that's this, debatable, but it, that's what they did, right? I don't know right. if it was but fine to be that predictable in that scenario, but it, that's I didn't what they say did. it was amazing. I said it was yeah. fine. You just said it's serviceable. <laughs> You're changing my words. That's not <laughs> like don't don't big up what I said when what I said wasn't big to begin with. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's big. Like so that. with this, there was enough competitors that a lot of people didn't know anything about. So there was enough room to make things unpredictable. Yet, wait, but wait, 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 wait. But on the you English, just said a second American ago. Side, hold on, hold on. You just said a what? second ago that you thought, well, not just you. Actually, your exact words, since we're being precise. No one in the world thought that Rio she was, gonna win that she was beating Aja, right? That she was right. going to beat Aja Khan. So you're telling me that if Rio would have used the motivation of I've got to face Sheeta, and if I've got to go through Khan to do it, so be it. If that would have been, everyone would have said, well, she mentioned Sheeta, so... The upsets happening tonight's guarantee. Well, if they've if they only focused on her, then yes. I don't believe that for one second. That people would have just automatically assumed that she Aja Kong, Aja Kong was losing in the first fucking round to this chick second, just because it's, whichever it's, round, just because she mentioned she was. Who are you referring to? Because at one point you mentioned like your average wrestling fan and now you're expecting your average wrestling fan to know who Aja Kong I'm using is. his audience in my, in my definition. Not, everybody not, the, up. not the everybody. <laughs> See, I don't know. Because the hardcore is another What I do know is that if she went on there talking about a specific person in the tournament, it's a dead giveaway that that's the person who's going to be wrestling. But the person she's talking about is the person everyone should be talking about because they all, the prize is facing her. So how is it a dead giveaway? Give us real, like if they only talk about 
if they only have Rio's input on it, then it's a problem. <laughs> okay. If they do it for everyone, yes, that's fine. But But you just said it couldn't be done from everyone else. So how is it fine? Because there wasn't enough time to do it for everyone else. You don't need a full three hours to put Sheeta over. If everyone, yes, I want to represent my country. Yes, I would love to show the world what I can do. And man, would it be great to face Sheeta in the championship match. I just did it in 10 seconds. How much time do you need? Also, it's YouTube. You can literally... You have all the time in the world. They put a lot of their biggest shit not even on their own fucking show. The matches weren't on fucking Dynamite. You can't cut a pro about the fucking champion you hope to face when the tournament's over? There's no time for that? Well, can I just... If you can set aside eight minutes for Michael Nakazawa to rub himself... You can cut a fucking promo about the champion you're hoping to face at some point. Now, Listen, does anybody else? Oil wrestling is a serious d- thing, and I would subscribe <laughs> immediately, depending on who it was that was booked that particular night. But if you're, but but if, if, if does anybody else in that side of the bracket forget AEW for a second, right? Because we're saying 16 women because we know that the other eight, the AEW side, kind of have a history with Sheeta already. But for the right. Japanese side, there's a few here and a few that don't. So a majority of the women, you're right have run across this chick at some point. Amy Sakura, I mean, you can go down the line of all the ladies that did. If the objective is to win this tournament so you can compete for a fucking championship, how can you validate telling me you don't have enough time for these women to tell me that they want to face the fucking champion? AJ, can I chime in real quick? What? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want, Nathaniel Carr? How huh? many times did the women talk in never. general they to never get themselves did. over on that thing? Zero you tell me you're going to do that about a thing that got you a title match? You, Even if you don't want to do the first round, which I get, right? Like, if, if I'm, if I'm going to meet someone in the middle on this, I okay, that's what I'm, I'm not going to die on that hill, the first round part. As you start getting toward the semis, you get down to, like, that Elite Eight kind of area or maybe even Final Four, right? Because the Final Four was, what, two two weeks ago? Was it two or three weeks ago? Two weeks ago, right? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks? Maybe the semis? Three weeks of of all of a sudden, I'm this close. I'm this close. Remember what I said, bitch. I'm coming for you. I'm this close. Even when they get Nyla Rose, I'm I'm one away. I'm one away. And now, even down to the final four, right? You do it in the semifinal where everyone's talking shit about Sheeta, right? So then they're talking shit at the semifinal. Final four, Sheeta comes down with the championship. She sits ringside. She wants to watch. Okay, I want to see what the fuck's going to happen. Right? Oh, win. Congrats. Comes out for the other match. Congrats. Front row seat for the finals. Okay, let's see what's going to happen. And then you do the fucking thing with the trophy, which was a whole other bag of shit. I love, I love the, I've never seen forearms the way I see these two throw forearms and then the confusion after each forearm. It was fantastic. It was a, huh. Oh, oh. <laughs> there was like a conversation with their faces and then the belt. Ah, yes. We're going to compete for the championship. I, See, I, I like that. I didn't like the commentator selling of it. Okay. Because you can tell they didn't tell the commentators. So Jim Ross was like, what the fuck are they doing? They just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said that. I didn't have the volume on, so I didn't because you said the commentators. Uh, I, I didn't just want to change his name to Tokyo Lit because he puts Japanese <laughs> we, wrestling over all we, the time. I hey, do. It's I great. love Japanese wrestling. Yes. I do. I'll and it's admit. great. And it's great. 
But we're not in Japan. I know we're and not the in Japan. shit that works over there, not always here. That's why. It works I, for me. That's why. But hold up. But that's why I still say to this day, and I was one of the few people that felt this way. Maybe you felt, I, I think you might have felt the same way. When Ibushi did the, uh, the Cruiserweight Classic, and then he went home. And I was like, what is he crazy? He's like, no, he's smart. Yeah. He's not staying here. <laughs> I wouldn't stay no, here. No, because he, he, like, no, no, no. he would be on TV right now as Tokyo Itani. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd be dressed as a chicken going, or some shit. Yeah, going 50-50 with Cesaro on SmackDown. <laughs> oh, my God. He would have been a Rosebud, even though Adam Rose is not there anymore. They yeah. would have found different places for him. All right, so we just – I'm tired. You, Sheeta you takes it. Yeah, Sheeta, yeah. Can we get on the line yeah. so we can – I'm uh, going for real. I I I'm gonna go ahead and say Sheeta, but I don't think this is the this is gonna be a one time thing. I think the build yeah, up Sheeta's not gonna lose here. Yeah, I don't think Sheeta loses here, but I think to the start of something good. Yeah. I think might this might be the start of something else, right? Like the like a little further down the line uh, between these two, because now that they have the tournament and the footage and all that stuff, they could tell a more in depth story as we go along. At least we hope. Uh, but yeah, Sheeta. Uh, Dave, Sheeta or yeah, Sheeta for sure. She's not losing this. Sheeta for sure. Uh, man, I'm telling you, man, the women's division itself is one of the main reasons why I keep tuning in. It's just, it's I enjoy it a lot. So I'm looking oh, forward to um, it. Xander, I think this one's for you here in the chat. Uh, I would freak out if Minoru Suzuki won the New Japan Cup in 2021. <laughs> I think a lot of the New Japan purists would. I'd freak out. If Minoru Suzuki showed up for the ladder match. No, oh my God. Can you imagine <laughs> if I'm in the ladder match and he fucking comes out with that towel? I, I, I tap. I'd be the first wrestler <laughs> in history to tap out in a ladder match. I'd be like, there's, no, I'm good. There's a, um, there's a video I no! saw on YouTube there years go. ago. <laughs> yeah. Ladder match is next, folks. Face of the Revel. Okay. I can't with a straight face. Read this, that shit. this is the one with the to, to be announced last person. Yes, yes, this is the one with the mysterious sixth person. I can't read that fucking title with a straight fucking face. It's a ladder match, guys. It's just a fucking ladder match. Wait, this is a title match? No, no, no. no. The ladder. Winner, the winner gets a TNT title shot. Right. Uh, okay. It's a ladder match against for... uh, Darby Allen. Or oh yeah, Darby Allen. But yeah. so here's a really interesting thing, because Tony Khan said in an interview. I think he might have said it on. I think Tony Schiavone might have said it on Dynamite as well. If um, if Darby is injured tomorrow night and cannot make it to Dynamite on Wednesday, he's stripped of the title because that's the like. There's a time for like. There's a uh, not 30 day, but like there's a clause for the title. If you can't defend it within a certain amount of time, you have to forfeit the title. So they had gone on record saying that if Darby is injured tomorrow night, he will forfeit the title. I don't no think matter. they're going to go that route, but the fact that they brought it up is very curious. And timely. But okay. Yeah. Well, the person who wins this match probably won't be any healthier than Darby's going to be. Uh, so far in this matchup, Penta, who apparently now will be the singles guy of the Death Triangle. As Which a, is fine. As opposed to the single guy, but all right, cool. Uh, Lance Archer. Uh, I was, I'm assuming with Jake Roberts to stand there and look at him because that's what Jake does. He just kind of watches. Yeah, but he's matches. good at it. He's really good at it. He's very proficient. Uh, Cody <laughs> Rhodes, Max Caster, uh, and uh, Scorpio Sky here. And then the mystery guy, Vacant, making his return to AEW. I can't wait. Uh, circle Ooh. the one that doesn't fit, boys. 
I don't think any of them really. Yeah, this is a mix mosh of upper card, mid card, lower card. This is just. There's, there's a lot to it, though. Like, I feel like they're trying to make it kind of like a money in the bank type thing. Right. So, like. You think they'll have an actual to... briefcase up there? It's a brass ring. They're going to have a <laughs> ring? Yeah, it's like, a giant brass ring. Yeah. Oh, they, really? Oh. A giant brass yep. ring? Yeah. I thought you were kind of joking. Like, no, kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, but like it's, it's gonna be—it's it, another shot at Vince McMahon. But didn't they? This doesn't make. Didn't he just? Didn't Cody just say like the other day that they were like, "Yeah, we're we're open to doing business with WWE." No, that was Kenny. That was, was it? Oh, it was Kenny. Kenny said that. I thought Cody said it too. All right, no, but no. either way, I it was Cody. Either way, doesn't really matter. Somebody said it, and now we have a giant brass ring hanging from the. What the fuck are we doing? I thought. This is also my problem with AEW. They cater to a certain demographic of fandom that they really stop doing that and grow the hell See, up. See, but, you know, we've been hearing that since the beginning. I don't think that's it. I just think that yeah. they think this shit is funny. But it's also. It's they just think it's hilarious. It's another thing that goes back to they're a young company. They're doing a lot, they're doing too much. Yeah, but what they are doing going forward is the things that do work are the things that they keep doing. Yeah. So I think it's a lot of troubleshooting. It's a bit too much troubleshooting. I'll give you that. It is yeah. too much troubleshooting. But Ugh. the goal is, hey, we're gonna try all these things. We're gonna we're gonna fling pasta at the wall, and the pasta that sticks is what we go with. But the thing is, once they've got a handful of things that stick, they go, okay, next handful of pasta. Next handful of pasta. Right. So rather oh, than God. just stick, like they take the pasta that sticks and they put it in the wall, like in the pot. And like, all right, this is our pasta. But they're like, all right, let's try more pasta. He's <laughs> like, this so is a I, good amount of pasta. You know what would be better than this? More pasta. <laughs> but the thing is, have you ever made a single serving of pasta in your life? Yeah, there you go. You need more Everyone pasta. Everyone makes too much pasta. Everyone makes too much pasta. I always end up putting it in the bowl. Right. And it's like it what Mitch Hedberg says. Rice is great for people who want to eat 10,000 of one thing. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the, it's a ladder match, so we kind of know what we're going to expect with this. Um, there's not really too much we can go in depth on. There's a few storylines here, but for the most part, the main goal here is right here. I don't know if you can see my arrow on the screen, but yeah, uh, winner gets a shot at the TNT Championship. That's really what's going to hedge our bets as to picks here because there's only honestly two one one really one one i was yeah. gonna say maybe two but well who's your one let's let's get into the picks because i think the picks will d- d- specify exactly where our heads at uh with um, this match i say scorpio sky because he was so painfully unlikable on wednesday <laughs> yeah he kept talking about how he's been waiting for his spot waiting for his spot which i agree with i agree i've been waiting for him to pick a spot too and he's saying this is it was that the beginning of a heel turn that's what I think, because he was like, 50% of me is better than 100% of my competitors. Oh, man. Like, oh, he hit us with the Steiner oh. math. Golly. Nathaniel Carr, who do you see coming out of this ladder match with a number one contendership? Um, TBA. Whoever TBA is, got, is winning it. I bet oh. money on that. See, you always got to go obvious. with... Always got to oh, go. Oh. Vacant is a Hall of Famer, bro. For real. Yeah, oh, and oh. also... Uh, to back that claim, the last time they did this with a TBA it was Brian Cage, and he won, and Cage won, and Cage so won, yeah, so who knows? I I can see that too. 
but like Caster's in the match because Bowens is injured. Cody isn't going to give himself another shot at Darby this soon. Yeah. Um, Penta's kind of a baby face right now. And I don't, <laughs> I don't like Kenta, well, not Kenta, Penta. I don't like Penta and Darby on Penta TV. And Darby. Yeah. Penta uh, is there the same way they put Kofi or Shelton. Yeah. He needs someone to he's, die. He's yeah. the better. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. His brother dies. Penta kills. That's his role on the Lucha Bros. He murders right, motherfuckers. So then we're going to have Penta kill Max. They, okay. All right. That will work. Or whoever. No, I'm like TBA. I, I don't know who TBA Lance is. is a, be. Lance is, to me, more main event person. Right. He's he's he's, wasted he's in this match. He's he's, he's I don't if think he goes he's against Darby Allen, Darby Allen is dead. Like that simple. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's wasted in this match because where like where else are you gonna put him right now? Oh no, good point. Yeah. What I'm saying is I don't see I mean making him win is my No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, don't he he's the no. base for in this sports, match. For sports based entertainment, he would kill a Darby Allen. Yeah, he's yeah. Lance Archer is going to be the base in this matchup. He's the big show yeah. in a ladder match. He's the Mark Henry in a ladder match. He's the yeah. guy who's going to put weight on that ladder when they want to do something crazy or the the the, the few big man spots they do give him. I need him. I need him to stop doing that moonsault, at least for a little Why? bit. It's just for well, a little. Yeah. Bit. Okay. So yeah. That, not so not, that, not all together. Not all together. It's it's a dope looking thing he's got going on. But he yeah, doesn't no, need to do it every be, week. That should be a title match move. If he hadn't done it for about. Three or four weeks, and then pulled it out here. That would be that would have been the spot of the off fucking the night. Yeah, <laughs> so one of those things, like the whole dead man thing, and then he goes off the fucking yeah. thing, and that yeah, shit yeah. would have been hot. It or is, no, no, let him let him hold the dude's arm right, and he does the springboard while two people are holding that ladder, right? Like the two people at the ends of the ladder, he does that fucking yeah. moonsault and kills like three people. Oh my god! And then like that. But that's that's basically what a ladder match has become. It's just a whole bunch of oh my god. Uh, David. Who do you have coming out of this, man? I'm going uh, whoever the mystery person is. Man, we haven't even made whoever any predictions. Who is the it's either person. It's either going to be Cody Rhodes or whoever the mystery person is. Who's the mystery person, guys? I don't know. I wouldn't know. I've heard some names thrown around. I've seen names like Ethan Page thrown out there. I could see that. I could see Ethan Page. Anybody else got some wild goose chases or who's this? Uh, uh, Kurt Angle. Uh, it debuts in a fucking ladder match with no neck. We were talking earlier. <laughs> we were talking earlier about Carr's neck. This motherfucker's neck is surgical. Kurt Angle's neck is a thing of legend. It's going to be. So, he won an Olympic gold medal with With that a broken neck. freaking neck 25 years ago. Oh my God! The summer of this will be twenty-five years. Yep, he's broken his neck traditionally every year since. <laughs> I have a very strong theory, and I brought this up at the WrestleMania where he retired because I was at that WrestleMania, and somebody brought it up to me while I was online for a beverage, an alcoholic one, and uh, he brought up. He goes, the guy told me, I wish I could remember his name, but you meet people at these things, and they, he told me, he goes, I really just believe at this point. That if you were to make an incision on Kurt Angle's neck and open it up, you'd see a small tribe of small beings moving a wheel like that that just keeps keep the necks from functioning. And if any of them fall asleep or pass away, he's just neck is just gonna noodle down into his fucking chest. I was like, God damn, dude, you put thought into this. <laughs> put that fucking put that Budweiser down for a little bit. I can't stand basic beers at the vents. If I'm gonna spend twenty bucks on a beverage, give me the strongest motherfucker you've got. I can't stand people dropping a hundred bucks on Bud Lights at events. Are you fucking kidding Ugh. me? You paid a hundred bucks to piss. 
Bro, I, I wouldn't spend 50 cents on a Bud Light. Oh, my God. I wouldn't spend it. They owe me money. They yeah, had to pay me to pay me. He's a PBR guy. It's a PBR. PBR. Oh, my God. All right, so we made all of our picks here. TBA, and we don't really give a shit who the TBA is. Here we go. World Tag Team Championship match here. The Young oh, This Bucks. is going to be my bathroom break. Uh, the Young the Bucks. The Bucks are taking it because MJF that. is screwing Jericho. Yeah, let's just, make, let's just I make was going here. It's going to be the Young Bucks. <laughs> I was going to ask that question here. Is it too soon to have that? He literally walked off fucking screen. I'm yep. going to no, mute he's saying this is deep right Oh, well, here you go. He made, he his, made his pick, and he, he, made his pick and he walked off. But that's it. This, is it too soon? To the, he should have turned his camera off. For the, for the, screw, for the, for the, uh, the screw turn? Yeah, for MJF and Jericho to do the whole... Yeah. Uh, to pass the torch? Because that's what all it is. Uh, I mean... MJF is lacking Jericho's wrestling abilities, maybe. Oh but that mic skills is very entertaining. I've, I've enjoyed his work in the indies. When I saw him at Blitz Creek in Connecticut, you're talking about MJF, was... right? Yeah, yeah, yeah MJF. MJF. Yes, uh, I loved his work then. Um, I think it's just a passing of a torch situation. It's Jericho just needs to pass the torch to somebody yeah. to be the next top heel. I caught him yeah. right when he was coming out of school. We almost had him at 2KW for like 40 bucks. It was a scheduling conflict. <sighs> that sucks. It still chaps my ass to this day. And I love the fact that he's on screen. Hey, guys, I'm only 24. I'm already at the top of the business. Wait, he's 24? <laughs> he's 24 years old right now. Oh, Jesus. I have underwear older than him. <laughs> shit. That's a fact. I hate, how, I hate how jealous I am of how talented he is. He's fucking great. But here we have a situation, though. The Young Bucks, once again, tag team champions, taking on Jericho and MJF. Are we all on the same page that Young Bucks defend here? Yeah, they're not dropping this. They're not dropping it to them. But they're not where, dropping it here. I think we do disagree, however, on the turn. I don't think he turns here. I think losing this match will begin the process of un, un, the you know, some trust issues. And, you know, you were the one that lost that match, by the way. Da, da, da. A little dissension in the ranks. They already lost Sammy, which I think Can could we, be. Um, unless bring Sammy, one point, though? Yeah. I just want to uh, sign note to this match. Can we all agree the Young Bucks need to stop calling himself the Young Bucks at this point? <laughs> okay, he's going to start taking shots. I'm going to start. Hey, listen, uh, I don't want to get fired from a company I haven't been hired from yet, but he's uh, I, I almost had to stop myself from calling him the Young Fox a second ago. <laughs> but, yes, uh, no, uh, they're free to call themselves whatever the fuck they want at this point, and I just lost that whole thing. No, I didn't. It's here. I'm the best. Okay, so let's go back to this. Uh, and uh, oh, he's back right at the end. Up. Look at that. Oh, look at the timing. Look at the timing right at the end. <laughs> Turn your video off next time, you prick. We just saw your whole apartment for no damn reason. I don't think he hears me. Ha ha ha. He's still on mute. You have yeah. to unmute, though. He should, there we go. I'm he back. should still be able to hear me. Did you hear No, I can hear you. Yeah, see? There we <laughs> go. I was talking all kinds There's of no shit. There's no selling you, brother, brother. Yeah, brother, brother, There's brother. No brother, selling brother. you. Yeah, we all have the same story on the Young Bucks thing. Everything's going to be good on that. Yeah, but uh, as far as the match goes, is there any interest in the match? I'm interested in the match um, just because I'm one of the people that always thought the Bucks could, act could actually tell a story. Um, a lot of people still say that they don't know how to tell a story. I think the Bucks are going to actually end up carrying part of the match. 
with the sharpshooter. Ooh. He's calling the spot. Bro, I can see it. So Down Jericho's the in the spot. sharpshooter, and he's about to touch the ropes. Nick pulls him right back into the middle. MJF throws in the towel. Ooh. What? To replay what he did to Cody. Why not just break it up then? He's in well, the match. Start the right. process. Why do you go in the towel if you could just break it up yourself? To screw over Jericho. To screw over the point. He doesn't care about the tag titles. He's not worried about the tag titles. He doesn't care about Jericho. He wants the inner circle. <laughs> so why not screw He's Jericho the inner circle same members. way he screwed Cody? Oh, my God. Where, uh, does anybody see any intra- in- interference on Sammy Guevara making an appearance in this no. matchup at all? No. Save no. it. Save it. Save Sam- it. Sammy's gonna be the big uh he's gonna be the big hot tag save when Jericho versus MJF finally happens. Oh, the baby face. Yeah. Um I told you all along you should have trusted me, Grandpa Jericho. <laughs> and Our... the sex gods get back together. Oh, the sex gods. Well, speaking of tag team action. We got a street fight with Brian Cage and quite possibly the smoothest and most hairless man in professional wrestling, Ricky Starks. He's so goddamn smooth. So smooth. <laughs> uh, and Darby Allen, our TNT champion, and Sting. Why am I still talking about Sting? Why? All due respect. Why is this a thing still? What is happening? I like the thing that he said on the countdown show where he's like, I just didn't, you know, he doesn't want to end his career the way that it, it ended, right? With the whole ambulatory thing and broken back. And remember, turnbuckles, Stinger's greatest weakness, the turnbuckles. So if they can stay away here, he can take all the spots. He can get powerbomb through a table. He can get thrown to the floor. Just keep his ass away from the turnbuckles. He's going to be straight. So we got Sting and Baby Sting going against Cage and According to this Baby picture, Cage. Baby First Cage. Of all, it's it looks emo like. sting. How dare you? It's emo sting. Emo sting. Uh, right. As long as it's not Joker sting. Oh well, I didn't think that was too bad. It was not right. It had its it wasn't. Moments. It wasn't crow sting. Well, it's also not. 1990 fucking eight. Uh, I know, I but I Crow Sting was the reason why I painted my face for the first two years of oh, my wrestling career. It was very inspirational. And oh, I thought you had no say so in that. All right, never mind. I thought you. <laughs> I thought that gimmick was placed upon you. I. I mean, I. I came up. I'm when you had a choice, you went full nerd, brother. I'm just saying. Oh, there you go. I am scared to death for the life of both Sting and Darby Allen, because. We almost lost Brian Pillman Jr. not too long ago. God rest his soul. Uh, Brian Cage almost put it into his life force. He almost took him from this earth. Uh, I'm terrified for Ricky Starks. Yeah, well, yeah, because Ricky's going to have to work most of this. Not just that, but, like, it's not something a lot of people really think about, but Ricky is willing to take any move. He took the thumbtack skateboard. He shredded his back for a spot. He wants to get he wants the contract, bro. He's trying to prove. Well, himself, he already, he already had the contract. He wants so to like, keep oh, it, bro. Like he oh, wants Darby, more. You want to do an He wants Ollie more money on the next one. skateboard across my back. Let's Ollie. do it. Oh my God, Darby <laughs> Allen and 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 Sting are, are going to give a hundred percent, and and I understand that. My fear is that so is Brian Cage. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I, I said the Brian Pillman thing, and all of you looked at me like I was crazy. Did you not see the spot? No. We, what the, okay. All right. Because all have but the also, <laughs> but not just that. Remember what Brian Cage did to Darby Allen last year? Right. Uh, yes. And, and when was the thing with the uh, the military press through the table? 
When when was that? Because it was used in part of the highlight package. I think it was when they were fighting Darby and Cody, like just before Sting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they pressed Darby and threw him into the table that was by the guardrail. And he yeah, but him. I mean, Darby Darby took the military press into the um, the support beam at that indie show. That's what started everything. Darby Allen takes everything too. We were talking about Ricky a second ago taking shit. Darby Allen, yeah. but like, remember last year Brian put Darby on the ladder and then military pressed the ladder and almost dropped Darby to his death. I yep. do recall that. Yes, and that was like the third spot they ever did together. I have, <laughs> I have. I have an over under here. You were mentioning earlier about to- uh, Tony Hawk. Ha- uh, Tony Hawk. Jesus, fucking <laughs> Tony. Tony Khan. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're not gonna see Tony Hawk putting any thumbtacks on his boards. He has respect for the craft. He but- only does vert, brother. He doesn't do street. <laughs> but- <laughs> How dare you? You respect he- the craft. Uh, I um, Darby Allen here. Uh, I have the distinct feeling they made that whole we'll strip him of the title thing because I think Khan has the same idea that I've got. There's four people in this ma- in this match, and three of them won't make it. I think I was going to be nice and say two, I, <laughs> but yeah, there's a good chance three of them ain't walking out of this motherfucker. If this is not the semi-main, it's got to be somewhere near the top, but it's got to stay away from the main event. This is the, this is going to be all over the place. It's going to have weapons. It's going to have. I, it can't. I, it can't be semi-main because you're gonna. It's too big. People to are going to be numb for the main event. Yeah. It, that's why I said it's got to stay away from the main event for sure. It's got to be yeah, higher. Yeah, this would be like third match this, on the card. This, I mean, do this, they really care about that, though? They go super duper hard in every match. And yeah, but they're not going to put they're not going to put two hardcore matches back to back. They at least try to keep some separation. Like they'll let you go balls to the wall in any match, but yeah, the tag team match will be between us. <sighs> I have a feeling, not to go backwards and talk about, I have a feeling that tag match is not going to be as fast-paced as people think it's going to be. No, I'm not, no, I'm no, not no. worried about that tag match being on. Jericho and MJF are not yeah, high-speed workers. Yeah, that's no. not going to happen. But for this one, I think this one has to be brutal. It's got to be violent for it to mean anything, to be honest with you. There's too much on the line here. Uh, as what's far on as the sting, line? In all honesty, sting what is what's on, on the line is Sting is what's five. on the goddamn line. Because right. they just Which signed this motherfucker. Announcing that with this match, if you look at this match, it's obvious that Darby has to do 90% of the lifting. Right, here. but remember, guys, Street Fight, we're not getting a tag format. It's yeah. not like they're going to take turns wrestling and breaking for the others. They're going to be worse. all over the fucking place. No, but this is also, honestly, this is also a big thing for Cage and Starks because they're not, like, they're heels, but they're they're pretty. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dapper boys, which is why they have to win this match. Right? Yeah. They. Um. Yeah. They, I think for the credibility of because, the group, they have to win this match because Team Taz really is the top heel faction right now. I mean, like, uh, people can say Inner Circle, right, yeah. but like Inner Circle has been comedy, like fifty percent comedy, and fighting amongst each other. They and haven't really feuded each other. Where Team anybody. Taz is a united front, but the problem is, aside from Hobbs, they're all pretty. Hey, Hobbs is pretty. What you Hobbs trying, is an ugly what, dude. What you trying to say? With the when he flashes that gap, bruh, Hobbs is an ugly dude. Women love the gap, brother. Don't play. I mean, around. I'm sure they do, but he like, bags them up like groceries, baby. <laughs> Smiles like that. Like he picks up chicks like he's like going to a Trader Joe's. I think that's. I think that might be more of a skin tone thing. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever's clever, baby. As long as he, as long as he wakes up to some sticky, he don't care. 
right, so what's everybody's pick? I think everyone team already Taz. made it. Yeah, well, except for Dave. Dave, you, uh, who's uh, he's gonna yeah, say I Team Taz? Yeah, I definitely think Team Taz is gonna yeah, take. I this don't one. think Darby needs the win at all. He's already a singles champion. He already has Darby, right. just, and, Darby just needs to survive this. Yeah, match. that's the right. concern. And yeah. Sting, Sting's Sting just went back to back weeks shining on Cage and Starks. <laughs> Oh my God! Did he not? Uh, he did. No, I'm I'm <laughs> in full agreement with everything you're saying. That's why it's like this. I gotta be honest with you guys. For those of you watching at home, uh, this is the most difficult roundtable I have ever had to host because I just want to curse everybody out. Not, <laughs> not you guys. Not you guys for your opinions or anything. I'm just every match. I have a problem with every match, but it's all like nitpicky shit. So it's like, so I try to tell myself, I'm like, okay, just get over yourself and just have fun with it. But like matches like this, I'm like, bro, like they're just going to fucking murder each other. Like as a booker, I'm sitting in the room with the four of them and they're looking at me like, what do you want us to do? Not die. Now that's, that's rule one. We'll start there. I don't want anyone deceased. Okay. Of the four men so in this I, ring, of the four men yeah, in this ring, Sting's got the biggest contract. They all promise Years to not die numbers. in the match. And then Darby does the, uh, the Agatha wink. Oh yeah! Yes, it was Darby. Oh my God! All along, mm. there it is. It was yeah. Darby all along. Yeah. By the way, that show is over, Dave. So you know what we're talking about next week. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah! I just finished watching it today, but that's a whole other conversation. Speaking of sur- the tears were real. Speaking of surviving, so what can we possibly? <laughs> what can we? possibly say about this match that isn't going to disappoint literally nope. fucking everybody because okay we have established throughout the course of this program xander's the japanese guy right so they're taking your thing bro but it's not my thing i'm not a hardcore guy <laughs> okay but you're the only one here who's I was gonna say amongst the group, amongst the group you're, the, you're, you're the closest one tied to this all right Based on oh, you know what? That reminds me. Uh, where I'm sharing this picture. Let me unshare this for just one second because I'm gonna pull this up for us to look at as we go through this because I think it's very important. Can you guys see that? Uh, up on the screen there, the rules. Right. This is supposed to be all the rules here. It's a death match. What rules? Okay, well, that's what we're going to get to. I'm glad you phrased it that way because I need to clarify for people. It says here, first of all, you're wrong in whatever hallway you're standing in, okay? It says the rules here in caps with a colon. You see that? That means it's official. These are rules, okay? And then do you see the check mark up here? It's the Kenny Omega official Twitter. He's talking to some yahoo over there, and I'm trying to do the rules here. Three sides of the ring ropes. Will be wrapped in barbed wire. First of all, internet already shit a chicken over this. The three, right? Why isn't it around all four? All right. Well, apparently Tony Khan is nervous that if they've got to get medical personnel in there, they need access. Also, there's a stage there. Yeah, that's that's the big. <laughs> we can't thing. blow there's up the, the fucking stage, you fucking nitwits. So yeah, so and you gotta have sides. a dive side. And you, well, there you go. Now, my question is this. Does that fourth side stay open or ropes? Because that'd be interesting, I think. Well, no, because it says three sides of the rings, ring ropes wrapped in barbed wire. So, ropes. so there's going to be ropes there's on gonna all There's going to be ropes sides. on all four sides. They're just going to barbed wire the other three. three. Of them. Right. Contact with barbed wire triggers explosives on corresponding sides. If none of you who are watching have ever seen this match, I posted uh, Funk and Onita from NFMW, 
on the official Orsini's Uncensored Mind Facebook page. You can check it out. Or just go to YouTube and just put Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch, and a whole bunch of them will come up. And you will see the spectacular visual that is the Exploding Barbed Wire. Triple Hell, which is the three zones on the floor that are also wired to explosives. And then, of course, my favorite, the 30-minute countdown timer until all explosives in and around the ring detonate. So you know for a fact you're going at least 30 minutes when you're in this match. I'm thinking in terms of as a performer. I got to go 30 minutes in a match that's designed to have barbed wire and explosives in it. It's going to be a good day at the office. We're going to make a good chunk of change on this one. It's going to make that bread. Does no one else have a problem with this match but me? Explain problem. What do you mean by you have a problem with it? And why did you? So, my issue with this match is these guys are super talented. They don't need this stupid gimmick. I I am anti hardcore matches like this. Right. So, my. I also do not like hardcore matches, but my response to you is Have you seen what this match is before? Yes. Do you still I've believe seen a variation of it and um and you still believe X. So I've no seen Japanese variations of this match. No. And so I've seen CCW. It I I don't have a problem with the match happening. The more you guys talk, the more I realize why this team doesn't exist anymore. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, all right. So Moxley was always known as a hardcore wrestler before yes, becoming Mox before becoming uh, Ambrose. Before he got smart and rich and wealthy and handsome to his wife. But Go ahead. Right, but now he's in a situation. This is this is him riding off into the sunset oh, okay. temporarily. Okay, not a full retirement. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But this is hey. I'm about to take a year off because I'm about to have a baby. So yep. let's do this. He was fucking. It's also like it, it's bringing something different. And when they did the lights out match last year or two years ago, a year and a half now, the lights out match did well. Wasn't a fan of it. Not a huge hardcore guy, but I watched it. And for a hardcore match, the lights out match was done very well. If any two guys on the AEW roster can pull this match off, it's going to be these two. But to his point, having the ability to do something is great. Is it necessary to do? Did this particular story need this kind of match? What else is it going to have, though? Throw a fucking dart. You know how many fucking stipulation matches? I that... feel like there's so many. Other You're telling me that a match, a match that hasn't existed in 25 years, is the only way this feud can end? Is a, this is the only way? You can't but do a cage, not? or you can't. Do, I don't have a why not, which is why this probably is going to happen at the end. Because when the idea was pitched, it probably Maybe looked at it like, and ah, said, "I have no reason why not." Oh, it's probably really... the answer, right? Yeah, yeah we like, should do this. Why, why not? Why not? Like, well, it hasn't been done in the like, states before. Okay, but. Why not? Let's be the first. Right. To fu- I think so that was the hook. Well, they haven't really done it here before. Or is it a plot to get more people to watch? Because on the other well, side. Well, that's always that. On well, the, that's well, always there. My yeah. point is, is that on the other side where like the WWE and stuff like that will never do this. So that it's an easy way to get people who like that style a little bit more interested in your actually, program because of it. Actually, I just had a light bulb in my head because you just said that this is going to be a great way to write Moxley off for his time off. It just dawned in my head right now. Is this the only way he can see himself being written off? 
Is that where is that the pitch where it's like, bro, you know how many fucking things I've been hitting over the head with? If you want me right. to be off TV for a year, bro, you're gonna have to fucking kill me. They're also they're oh, one in, no. <laughs> but they're but also still assuming can be ran off a whole year. Yeah. Right, but also they're one in one and the first match was a lights out match. What was the, So was whatever the, oh, they the do for their rubber match, match has to be bigger than the lights out match. Granted, and there's nothing bigger that yeah, I, I get it. No, I follow your line of logic. I'm just saying. And like you were saying before, how did we age, land on exploding, exploding barbed wire death match? But when you have it needs a big payoff. Like, you're right. I, I get that. I'm but just, when you have these two guys, like there's there's no reason for name another match. There's no reason for a cage because there's not. I mean, a little bit of a reason for a cage because you got to keep the Good Brothers out of the match. But or that's Callis, not how Moxie is. A, you got to keep an eye on that sneak. Right. And then, like, you're not going to do a ladder match because there's already a ladder match on the pay-per-view, and the right. two of them don't need to compete in a ladder match. They really there's don't. There's not much else, like, and you're not like, all right, their rubber match is going to be another singles match where they don't, like, we just did that. So we have to come up with a match that makes sense for the two competitors in the match while also being bigger than a lights-out match, which you can't really get bigger than a lights-out because that's supposed to be unsanctioned. So what about just a barbed wire match? Just the... a barbed wire match? <laughs> because up until this match was announced, so that's my problem with the whole thing. Why, why is everyone so comfortable with this match? They're just like, okay. It's just accepted. Like this, there's a reason this match hasn't been done in 25 years. It's a very difficult match to pull off. Now, to your credit, you said if there's anybody there that could do it, it's them. And I actually believe tomorrow we might get a chance to actually see something very fucking special. Because if they, if I know Moxley's mindset, if Omega is right there with them, okay, this is what we're gonna do to really make this match happen the right way, and this is gonna be the match that. Everyone's talking about for AEW, like, forever. You know, they do those little a day in histories on Instagram where it's like, this day one year ago, this is the match they're going to fucking talk about. I get it. But if the if that was the idea, I, I'm more co-signed to that. I'm more co-signed to, let's just make a fucking moment. Because if you're going to tell me that well, we're one in one and we need a we need a a, 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 a tiebreaker here that's going to be more memorable than and real finale, a real stamp, a real end to this program or whatever... There's a million different matches that we can do. They chose this one fucking specifically. This was an oddball fucking choice. And while it does fit because of the lights out match and all the brutality that's come before this, it does fit. It's not, I'm not as married to it because I don't feel like this is something like they really understand. And I think, I think, I think the problem that I had with this match is that it was pitched by Omega. I think if it would have been pitched the other way, where Moxie's just like, you know, Moxie's the one that pushes for this, and Omega kind of like just begrudgingly, just like, all right, fine. If it gets you off my back, if it, the whole cockroach deal, or just like, all right, if yeah, this but be fucking Omega's it, also it. been overly cocky recently. Of like, yeah, I won this match. I'm this guy now. I'm that right. champion. I'm the tough guy. Like, so it, I like him pitching it because it's a situation of you're like, okay, I get to see that Kenny Omega got a little too cocky. Because you're gonna, there's gonna be that moment in the match where Omega's like, "Oh, I'm in a situation where I know the Good Brothers are gonna be there," and then for some reason the Good Brothers are not there. 
And Kenny has that, oh shit, like that. The pause. And this is when Kenny knew he fucked up. <laughs> Can they do that live? I'd love for everyone to just freeze frame for a second. It was at it would that have exact to be Tony moment. Schiavone doing it. Oh my God. It was at that exact moment that Kenny Omega realized he fucked up. <laughs> and then just have Moxie beat him with dirty deeds. Right. Uh, which but is another Moxie's thing. Moxie's not you, winning. I was just going to say, yeah. There's, there's, first of all, yeah, not winning. Uh, Maybe something we uh, got crazy uh, angels wings through one of those uh, exploding zones or whatever the fuck. Oh, by the way, folks, if the rules don't make any sense, AEW took the time. They spent the money. I wanted to show people this because this is also very important. We're going to close up soon, uh, but I need to show them this. The AEW fucking graphics department went all out. I don't know if you guys saw this, right? It's not just the rules. They gave you a nice little diagram of how this is going to look. This shit is state-of-the-art. I'll give them that. It wasn't a necessary fucking match, but at least it got put together really cooked. So this is what the graphics department came up with. Okay, this is really cool stuff. High-definition <laughs> stuff right here. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is the way that this hell thing is going to go down here. Uh, uh, there's no legend here, so I'll be able to help you guys out. The squiggly lines, that's people. Right, seats and people, social distancing, right? CDC guidelines. No, no, no. The squiggly lines are platforms with barbed wire. Oh, even better, even better. You're right. I'm looking at it here. I said there is there is an explanation here. It says exploding platforms with more barbed wire. See right there, and then in the ring it says exploding barbed wire, and then outside the ring down here in the right it says barbed wire ropes, which is different from the previous exploding platform or exploding barbed wire here. Uh, I like how he took the time to give John Moxley facial hair. That was cool. And well, he's Kenny's- got. Kenny's uh, devoted to detail. There you go. Oh, look at the smoke coming off a little, little, squid, a little, a little three-dimensional um, shading here. Details. There, it's all. That's where the money is. It's all in the details. If you notice on some of the barbed wire, especially down here at the bottom here, you'll see a boom because that's what the sound that explosions make down here. They make a boom sound. Uh, he's illustrating both the barbed wire, the explosion, and mocks himself. And he gave him a little extra on top. If you notice that here. He's thinning in the front, but he gave him the benefit of the doubt right there. He just he he evened it out, gave him a gave him a one on top, a little skin fade to the side. But he gave him he gave him the fucking full beard right here, so that's good. He specified over here, make sure you understand that fire will be on his head. I don't know how that's gonna work itself out. Going back to the thinning part, but we're gonna so work. So hitting that out. the ropes automatically makes something explode. Uh, I'm, I'm taking yes. it. Yes, that's what's gonna happen. Yes, the as ropes, soon as you hit the, the ropes, it pops on you. And they fall with smoke coming off of them. It's a visually pretty I've impressive sight. I've seen it. I just sight. forgot yeah. that. I forgot that's what happened. Pretty impressive sight. Yeah. So, uh, are is anybody here of the opinion that this title changes hands? No. Oh, no. No. Not even a little. So this works itself out. Yasmin says, "What a nice map! It was a very detailed and lovely map." The AEW graphics department really went all out. For you that. know what? That might have actually been drawn by Don Callis. Oh. Well, then you gave the too invisible much. Invisible hand. You gave Insider him too much lit. Then. Insider lit. <laughs> He's got all the information here. All right, guys. So that is our AEW Revolution uh, roundtable here. We just broke down the whole pay-per-view for you guys. We fought over literally everything we can possibly fight over <laughs> so that you guys don't have to. We did all the fighting that. <laughs> will anyway. Yeah, feel free to comment and debate in the comments, which I'm sure you will. I'm going to probably get killed uh, heavily by saying that Paige had a better clothesline than Okada. That's going to be probably the big one there. 
and I stand by it. Well, did Paige have maneuver of the year? No, maneuver of the year. He absolutely (laughs) did not. He also did not come to the ring with a virtual dinosaur. I gave Okada all the that love. That wasn't virtual. Room. That was that was physical. That real, was, was a real dinosaur. Was a real dinosaur. Yes, it was a real dinosaur. Did no, he... it wasn't inflated. No. Have you not seen it? He did it for Monster Hunter. It was amazing. He yeah. came out with a sword the size of him and an animatronic dinosaur. There you go. See, Okada spends the big bucks when it matters. That's why he's Okada the... is the big bucks. The rain maker. I love the way the camera makes Tokyo lit speaks again. I bought I got a whole new webcam for this and I set it up and realized I was missing a wire. So next time you guys see me it'll be a much better quality. <laughs> um yeah, I'm I'm getting ready for the show and I'm like, "Oh, it's missing a wire. Fun." Okay, cool. Uh also, um my first time using uh, some visual aids tonight. It was good. Yeah, that was a good little dry run. I got to start I'm going to start maybe using some videos or whatever. We're going to play around with some shit. Yeah. Anywho, guys, thank you so much. Thank you for, for having us. Uh, being on the show here tonight and uh, talking some AEW goodness. Uh, Dave, same time, same bat channel next week here. We've got some uh, non-wrestling conversation to have next week. That should be very fucking interesting. We'll talk about that. We're getting ever so closer to WrestleMania. And uh, I'm, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing some familiar faces. I've done a very good job recently of bringing some new voices on. Thanks once again for you guys for being some of those new voices here tonight. Uh, but I, I, I'm bringing some familiar faces because I got, uh, I accidentally got dragged into a program, and the only time that a feud like this should pay off is at WrestleMania. <laughs> so as a sign off here, I'm going to look right into the camera. Joe Pombo, I'm looking at you, Joe. Now the fans have seen Joe Pombo on the show before. Okay, you fucked me over. With my uh, fucking uh, lapel mic. All right. I bought your fucking. uh, I got it right here. I got your little thing right here. This is the video card I'm supposed to be using for my webcam. And I don't have a fucking wire for it. Okay. You fucked me twice. (laughs) You fucked me twice. You've been walking around here like you're some sort of big shot. Some sort of baby face. When really you're a heel goddammit. You've screwed me over twice. You came on to my show and told me murder was bad. But you didn't bother to tell me you were a sniveling, slimy little snake. And that's fine. So for WrestleMania, I want you on this fucking show so I can bitch your ass out about all this shit you keep making me spend money on. I don't fucking work. Okay? You cost me a fortune, bitch. And I'm going to tear you up. Okay? Okay. I'm leaving that out there. That's going to be a clip. I'm taking that out. And I'm going to send it to his ass personally. Mm. And all of you took the ride for no reason. That was very selfish of me. I'm sorry. So anyway, here we go. AEW Roundtable. Thank you guys so much, Nathaniel Carr, Xander Litt, Deceive Dave. Check all that stuff out. I'm going to have some links in the description for everybody to go check out. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. And, of course, thank you guys for enjoying Episode 180. 100 episodes, now pay him. And make sure that you buy my husband's t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash A-J-O-U-M. Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy's show. He's the best, so I don't know.